Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, episode 130, PAX East 2014. Uh, You are in for a special treat this week of this uh, basically three-hour episode podcast features everything we did at PAX East 2014. We've got some daily wrap-ups from each day, and then right at the very end, there is this year's pirate panel for Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Air? Uh, Please bear with us with the audio. Everything was recorded live, so it's not as perfect as it usually is. Uh, but enjoy the episode. Um, we're here at Tax East 2014. Um, I'm Neil Ronahan. We are, you know, the folks of NWR Connectivity, uh, live and in person with each other. You're you're not live here with us, although maybe you could be if you were at Tax East this year. <laughs> um, but I'm Neil Ronahan, and with me we got Zach Miller all the way from Alaska. What's up? We got Alex Coloppy all the way from like an hour away from here. Hey, everybody. And we got Jared Rosenberg, all the way from New York. Hello. Um, so we're at the end of day one of PAX East. Uh, we don't have as much to do and see. We're kind of just more enjoying ourselves. Oh. But there are a few Nintendo games out on the show floor uh, where we have appointments to see stuff like Guacamelee and Sword and Soldiers 2 uh, on the second day of the show. This is the first day. Um but uh, we did uh, we did kind of kick off the day, or at least some of us did, by going over to Renegade Kids, Renegade Kids booth and checking out uh, Treasure Knots and Moon Chronicles on 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna let Zach take it away with Moon Chronicles because I've played I played that demo uh, a couple months ago, but I never played the original Moon. Mm. Original Moon's really good for DS. Um, it's a first person shooter in the vein of Metroid Prime Hunters. But it's slower paced, and it works. Um, and you're an astronaut on a kind of a underground moon base that you suspect is run by aliens. And uh, how do you? Well, it you're was on a there. fucking moon base. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, and it, it's really good. The DS game is really good, of course, but the 3DS game. Uh, improves on it. All the, they've they've redone the graphics. It's um, a whole new engine. I whole know. new engine. The the textures are beautiful. Very crisp. It's sixty frames a second. Yeah, which is really impressive. Yeah, um, I mean, I think Renegade Kids. I mean, they've done a lot with the 3DS. I think in a, in a way they know how to make it sing a little bit mm-hmm. that, that I've seen other developers not do. And it's weird that uh, we're three years into the system's life, and this is the first first person shooter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. First episode, it's going to be episodic, and and Jules told me he wants to do more than one season. Yeah, I assume the first season will be the first game. It's all yeah. It's I think it's four or five episodes. It's mm-hmm. going to be season one. The first episode comes out in May. Yeah, and then they're. Um, I think the pricing scheme is something like rest. nine bucks for the. That's fair. Nine bucks for like the 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 game. And then it'll be like a buck fifty for each one. I think it's about it. It'll, it'll, it'll equate to about fifteen bucks to get the entire That's game. Damn good, which is pretty rad. Um, it's really good. One of the interesting things about Moon is that you're running around as this astronaut, but in order to get into tight spaces, you've got this little rover that you control, and and he can get to places you can't. He can pick up items you can't, and so it's fun the interplay between you and the rover, and it's. Uh, really good concept and they really make it work really well it's a great game i i can't recommend it any higher yeah and i think the one thing that kind of stood out to me when i checked out moon i mean like i said i, I never played it on ds i kind of always wanted to but 
It's kind of hard to find. That's rare. Um, I've never seen it out in a while. Yeah, uh, same here. Um, but uh, I was actually talking to someone around the booth, uh, someone else that would like play the demo, and they made a comment about how unlike you know even even Dementium, uh, Renegade Kids, mm-hmm. other other first person shooter that they made on DS, like that's more of like a horror game and how it. Uh, it gives you that sense like there's gonna be like a fucking jump scare yeah. and like you're you know there's shit like chasing you and stuff. Whereas Moon Moon captures that sense of dread, and it's not necessarily mm-hmm. it's it's more. I mean, not that the game is like a Metroid game, but as far as like the tone and setting is a lot more like a Metroid game. And I kind of got that. And there's a lot the of backtracking, which is really nice. yeah. Um, just that like it's not that you know, it's not like you know this gung ho guy who's like I mean you do shoot a lot of shit in that game. But it just—it it seems like it's more like you don't know what the fuck is going on. It's mysterious, other than like yeah. there's a motherfucker with a chainsaw. <laughs> right. Jared's got video. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're gonna have video of both Moon Chronicles and Treasure Knots. And uh, once again, uh, I played both of these demos um, a month ago. Um, what I, I played—I played everything in Treasure Knots again. Really looking excited for that game. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's gonna be coming out anytime soon because, oh, really? well, uh, talking to Jules a little bit. And knowing Renegade Kids' history, Moon Chronicles was supposed to be out in March. Oh yeah, you're right. It's not coming out until May now. Yeah. Uh, Treasure Knots. When I talked to him back in January, was like, you know, Moon Chronicles out in March, and we'll have Treasure Knots like May or June. Granted, it's not like you know working on one project means that like you can't work on the other one at all. Yeah. But small team. He made the comment. He's like, we hope to get it out by the next quarter, which would be the end of June. Oof. Knowing them. I don't think there's a chance in hell it's coming out in June. Um, I think more like a... I think that that, that might be like an early... Like, I would say maybe August or September. Wow. And it also seems like they're working a lot more with Nintendo. Because he made the comment about why Moon... Like, I think Moon Chronicles might be done before May. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Well, well, no, they're also... They're also almost, like... They're going through lockcheck right now. Like, I think in theory, if they wanted to, Moon Chronicles could probably be out, like... By the end of April, no, no problem. Yeah. Um, but he made a comment that they're like they're they're working with Nintendo for the release date more than trying to force it out as quickly as possible. Okay. Which I think might make it so that way there's kind of a, a longer, a longer delay from when they're finished the game to when it comes out, mm-hmm. which might be good for them in the wrong, long run because then they'll be able to position it better. Because I think that might have hurt yeah. them with some of their games where mm-hmm. they come out and hey, other shit comes out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a while for Treasure Knots, but I, I really want to check I'm, it out. I'm going to play that tomorrow. Yeah, but uh, Alex, you played Treasure Knots for the first time, and I think, have you really heard anything about the game before this? I knew eventually, like pretty recently, that it was the spiritual kind of sequel to uh, Mutant Muds. It's Not kind really. of a success. I mean, it's the next it's, game kind of like another Mutant 2D Muds. platformer, but I think calling it like a sequel to Mutant Muds is saying like Moon is a sequel to Dementium. A okay. successor, spiritual successor. Maybe? I mean, it's it the same the genre, same like successor like, franchise. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a two D platformer. It's basic. And basically, the big thing I noticed that's different between Mutant Muds and uh, Treasure Knots is that while Mutant Muds used the multiple layers to go in and out of the screen, uh, this is just one layer, and this also seems to have more diversity in the weapons. Uh, but it seems like it's the same and kind I, of exploration. I, I think there's going to be more, because in the demo, you can play three different characters. I know there's going to be a shit ton of different characters. I mean, that's just the skin. Um, and then I think there might even be more weapons. But I'm not 100% sure. Um, 
But uh, I, I like this game better than Mutant Mods because I know there's some uh, joy to be had by some of the complexity of the levels of Mutant Mods. I kind of like how straightforward it is and how the challenges are uh, somewhat more linear in the platformer. Mm -hmm. The one thing I would kind of criticize it for is the AI didn't seem like it was all there. I was telling Jared a little bit about this, but like basically most, if not, well most at least, of the enemies were crabs that seemed to not really move much at all. So I'm just, if that's where the AI is, if it still needs some tweaking at least, and who knows how early this yeah. build is, I wonder if it can come out as soon as a few months from now. I mean, I know I know this build is at least a few months old because this is it's the same exact thing that I played back in mid January. Sure. Um, don't know how much farther along they are with the game, but so I mean, one cool thing about it that wasn't in the demo is that they were going to have like two player co op. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah, they they had a couple things in the in the levels that you could kind of tell that like, hey, it'd be nice if there was a second person here. Um, <laughs> and uh, like, there's also like a kind of cool progression about the game too, because I think there's like going to be. Four like worlds or something like that, maybe, maybe three. And when you beat the boss and you get a different ability, like I think you have a double jump in that, but you're not going to get that until the end of the first world. And you can sequence sequence break, and you can secret break sequence break easier if you have a second player playing with you, because like you need the double jump to be able to like get anywhere in world two, or like get to the first level, which like I think you have access to that at the outset of the game. But if you have, if you're playing co-op, then you can, I think you can, like, have, like, one person jump on the other person's head and then, like, jump them up. Okay. Um, I like uh, that could be kind of neat. The, uh, the game uh, also has, like, wall jumping. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah? I like the feel of the wall jumping, too. Mm -hmm. I do, uh, you know, I, I, I'm encouraged, like, it I... Sounds I'm, like you guys are trying to make your next. <laughs> yeah, mutant muds to make a man, or basically, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's where the comparison lies, is that Mutant Muds is to Mega Man as Treasure Knots is to Mega Man X. I like that. Um, I'm excited for Treasure Knots. Like, I mean, I'll totally play it. I mean, that's those are the games for Renegade Kid that I really like, are their platforms. All, all one of them. <laughs> it was really pretty, too. Yeah. Treasure Knots specifically. Yeah. No, I mean, because it is, I mean, it's definitely a similar art style to the Mutant Muds, but I think it, it, it looks really, really nice. Focused is how I would probably describe yeah. it. Uh, but, um, yeah, what other, uh, did anybody else see any Nintendo games on the show floor? I know we, ch no, we no, checked no. out, or what, where's your hat? What's the name of the game? Blast em Bunnies. Yeah, that's right. Um, which is the game by, uh, no! no! Everybody's favorite maker of, uh, My Notebooks and, uh, Escape Factor. And that ghost game. Oh, yes, Not Spirit Hunter. Oh, yeah. That, that game was a bummer. They, they put a lot of time into that. Did they though? Yeah, well, they, they seem to be working on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, That's even more of a bummer. Blast of Bunnies uh, is coming to 3DS in October. Uh, it's also coming to Nintendo 4, which is basically like Blast <laughs> Bunnies. With a shotgun. Um, yeah. I mean, it, was, it was a fun little arcade game, but nothing really to write home about. Uh, we will be checking out Cube Men 2 tomorrow. Oh, oh, yeah, Two is another uh, no game that was developed by what? Twenty eighteen. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, Here. we talked about this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think on the show floor. Yacht Club Games is there. Uh, they got Shovel Knight. Yeah, I still gotta play that. Uh, it's kind of funny talking to any of those people related to Yacht Club Games about when the game is gonna come out. You 
seems like they're all about to pull out their fucking hair and go bald. Because <laughs> um, they're they're extremely close. So those waiting for Shovel Knight. Might not be April, but it's, it's damn, damn, damn close. Um, yeah, was there, was there anything else of note to talk about? News or game wise for Nintendo. I don't really think there I was. I think there was. Nintendo's not there. Stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool indie stuff, and we'll, be, we'll probably be talking about it more as we go on. But let's get to uh, kind of what we did at our day. And I think a good theme is uh, there is a palpable joy and excitement in many areas of Paxis for uh, Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us played some Melee and Brawl today. Um, <laughs> So after doing that and thinking about the direct, how are we feeling about Smash Brothers right now, guys? I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the new characters, especially. Yeah. No, I mean that's the kind of thing. Like, I mean, I'm wearing, or I was wearing a Punch Out shirt for most of the day. I'm psyched to play as Little Mac, and like, I was even thinking of the Villager and Wii Fit Trainer. It's just like, I'm, re- I'm re- playing Arcade Punch Out. Yeah, I, we did play Arcade Punch Out. That's some Nintendo. <coughs> um, I got my ass kicked by Piston Hurricane because Arcade Punch Out kind of doesn't fuck around. <laughs> um. I want to keep putting in them quarters. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I want new Smash Brothers. Melee was tougher to go back to than I thought it was. I well, we were playing Brawl with fucking Wii remotes on its side. Yeah. What we had available to us, so that was tough to go back to. But that was more because of the control issue. Melee for me was kind of like riding a bicycle, except for like if like. You first got on the bicycle and then it fell apart. <laughs> and it's just like, you don't remember how to play this. But like by the end of the time when we were playing it, like it all kind of came back to me. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a game that I basically spent eight years playing. Yeah, me too. I think I got all the trophies. I, I was damn close. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. I feel like there's more shit to talk about. Well, we played Pong. We did play Pong. Pong um, was fun. That it was like a, I don't even know what, what it was a tele tele games I think yeah yeah um, that was pretty neat. we almost played a twin a Famicom twin um, which is a uh, uh, it's old Famicom that uh, for two player stuff and uh, they had versus the twins a disc system right isn't it the uh, disc system and Famicom and like one I think so together? yeah mm-hmm. um, but that's like they they it, it wasn't working but they had versus excite bike and F one race there. <laughs> Would have been really cool. <coughs> we didn't find out that Mario Golf on N64 kind of fucking sucks. Oh, it blows. Wow. I'm not spending It's not that, that bad. By yeah. any standard or by modern standard? By modern standard. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's a way you can do backspin in there's that game. There's a Game oh, Boy Advance Golf Mario Golf. Yeah, game they added that. Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color game's better than that. Do they have it in the Game Boy Color? Mario backspin? Golf? I don't know. I, like, I played that on, on 3DS Virtual Console within like the past year. That's weird that the Game Boy Color version might have aged better. I yeah. guess it did. Because yeah. <laughs> I know I thought I thought the Mario Tennis on Game Boy Color didn't age as well, but Mario Golf I still I put a chunk of time into that on three DS. Um, played some Mario Kart sixty four oh, as well, man. and that was that running on an that LCD TV as hell. Yeah, that was bad. Um, I don't recommend it. Rainbow Road made me want to throw up. Yeah, like I legitimately felt sick after doing Rainbow Road in that. Uh, glad to see it being updated for Mario Kart 8. Um, Mario Kart? Yeah, I said Mario Kart 8. It does sound a little bit like Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. Um, played some fun board games. That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that was good. We um, should do more of that tomorrow. We probably will. 
Uh, yeah, we played a we played a penny arcade deck building game. I don't know if anyone uh, plays deck building games out there. This is kind of my first one, and it, it was slow to start, but I see the appeal. Yeah, Thinking about it now, fun. I'm like, maybe we should play this again tomorrow. Yeah. Um, because I mean, it's basically like a you know, you, you pick a character and you get a certain amount of kind of like mana, mana, if you will. Yeah, money, money to buy shit, and you try to buy cards and get the best deck. And it's fun. Maybe they'll have the expansion. Yeah, we could try. We could try a different deck building game. Yeah. Um, played Resistance. Or I think that it's was kind of fun. I think it's called the Resistance. Um, where uh. You're basically trying to fucking bicker with people to try to rat out the spies or trick the resistance into looting the spies on missions. Uh, Jared got totally hosed. Um, All you jerks thought I was a spy. Yeah, well, Zach, you were pretty convincing about it. <laughs> that game was fun. Yeah. And we played the shitty Back to the Future one. That was unfortunate. That had yeah. potential. That was fun. Oh, yeah. It had cool items. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you like Back to the Future, it's gonna make you smile, and then you're like, this game sucks. <laughs> it was I think that was pretty much all of note on my end, outside of some good food. Um, you guys yeah. ate dim sum. Yeah, we had some dim sum. I uh, visibly got sick by watching you eat dim sum. Uh, all over your face. Mm-hmm. They kept bringing us shrimp dishes. Yeah. That's true. Dish dishes. You want shrimp? No. no, no, bring us no more. more shrimp. Here's shrimp. No. Let's see balls. We want more of those. Um, yeah. Uh, I got Pokemon Typing Adventure. Oh my gosh, you did. I need to bust that shit out. Um, yeah, you do. I got the European version of Pokemon Typing Adventure. So expect maybe a video that you might have already seen by the time you hear this <laughs> or some sort of write up on the site because fucking. Christ, I'm excited to play that. And you got it for twenty bucks off by accident. Yeah, 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 because they uh they accidentally undercharged me. So that was cool. I got my three DS XL PCP XL. Yeah, it's amazing. And we can play Kid Icarus again. Yeah, we should we should play Kid Icarus online sometime soon. I did not bring it up. I did for some reason. <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna get a CCP, but I was like, I could do it, maybe. Um and I got a I got a set up um Cardboard Cube Samurai figure. Yeah. So, I don't know, uh, I know, Alex, you saw some shit on the show floor. I went Renegade today. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Were, you were a lone wolf. And that's what I always do with these packs. Yeah. It's, uh, I like, it's not because I don't like to hang out with you guys, but I also like to see as much stuff on the show yeah. floor as possible. Uh, I guess, for some very quick impressions, uh, I will talk about, yeah. very briefly... I will talk very briefly about some of the video games I played. Uh, I will focus on one in particular. But first, I want to talk about some of the people I met. I met three today. Oh, uh, only oh. three. There were a lot of people there. You only met three people? Only three that I remember. <laughs> so, uh, from thirdratemillion.com, I, uh, I met Tony and Alex for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you might have... If, if you watched any of the dumb streams that I hosted in uh, my, my old apartment... Probably know Alex and Tony. Um, Those are cool guys. Yeah, uh, I, I know them through the Street Pass Princeton uh, Street Pass groups. So go to your Street Passes group, your Street Pass groups, and uh, maybe you'll meet some cool guys. Very um, kind, very smart. Yeah, no, I mean we we hang out with them a lot. They've done some video stuff for us in the past. If you remember our Kirby retrospective um, for like two years ago, it was them, and uh, they do they do good stuff. And uh, yep, 
And then all of us at some point today met Chris Johnston of the Player One podcast. Yeah, yeah that was pretty time. cool. Um, he was uh, showing off Westerado uh, with his role at Adult Swim Games. That is coming to Steam. The production on that just started. But you can play the original Flash game if you just look up Westerado. Uh, that looks pretty cool. It's kind of like a, uh, a Western adventure game that also turns into a shooter at a certain point. Can you drive dysentery? I don't know. I did I did not specifically ask him. But, uh, CJ is a very nice person. The game looks very cool. It very much looks like the cool type of Adult Swim game they like to do. Like, kind of hip, but not in like a smarmy way. Yaz punk. Exactly. <laughs> uh, although I think that was more outsourced uh, yeah. than uh, this. But So I met those people. And then I guess, just quickly running down the list, uh, Shovel Knight's cool. You know all about that for did our coverage. I did. It's uh, pretty hard. What and I like that. People say it's Mega Man, but it's it's got it's got a hint of Ducktales in it too. Well, it's uh its level design is very Mega Man in the well, sense. Well, I, I know that they've talked about how the the like you you have a shovel that's kind of your weapon, yeah. mm-hmm. and the downward thrust of the the shovel is more like uh, Zelda Two, like oh, that downward great. thrust. That's really where all the comparisons to Zelda Two end. Good, um, Zelda Two. But it's like it's it's I mean people people kind of thought like oh it's like the pogo stick from Ducktales, but that's not really the case. It's it's very much inspired by the downward thrust from Zelda 2. And then I play Trials Fusion. That's a lot like Trials Evolution, which is really cool. I'm excited to play that. I played Hotline Miami 2. Extremely fun. Uh, yeah. Probably going to be better than the first. Q3 is when it's coming out? Uh, they told me Q3 is what they're aiming for, but again, it's an indie game, so who knows? Yeah. What um, system was that on? Uh, yeah, it's no. going to be the Sony systems and then Steam. PC. Steam. Uh, Hotline Miami. If you've never played Hotline Miami, it's it's. Uh, I think I, I I think I have referred to it in in a blog or something somewhere as the Joker of video games, <laughs> because it's just like this really really fucked up weird game that you just can't stop playing. It's so like, fucking fun though. Yeah, because I mean, all it is it's a it's a top down view. It's got this really weird off putting story, and you're just going around and murdering people. Brutally, you pick up guns and you shoot them, and there's dogs at it, and you gotta kill the dogs. But, like, as, as someone as, as, you know, I'm not really a big fan of video game violence and violence in video games, but I, it works for me in that because it's so abstracted. And, like, the way the game even works to the point of you, you have a score, you're trying to hit a high score, and it becomes, like, this weird dichotomy where you're super fucking bloody. Like, you'll be leaving houses that you go in to murder people. And it's just like, you walk out and there's fucking bodies everywhere that you just killed. And then it's just like, you got an A. Good job. <laughs> and it's just like, like, like that moment is just kind of like, because you want to get a good score. You want to you get a fucking A. You want to get those masks and stuff. But it's just like, it's, it's really fucked up. Huh. And it's, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. And the, uh, the sequel expands on that with new weapons, new characters, and so-and-so. Like, I played as a character that was actually two people. One had guns and the other had a chainsaw. And then there's one who uses bare fists to kill people. And then there's another one where it's two guns, one in each hand. And it's that that's pretty cool too. Yeah, they're out on a lot of variety for the sequel. And I, I think they're going all out. Balls to the wall on this one. Uh I played the Renegade Kid games, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh last but not least, in fact, maybe most important, I waited in line for about an hour to see Bethesda's upcoming The Evil Within, which is coming to And and it's uh that's uh 
Shinji Mikami's directing it, who created Resident Evil, which which means it has some connection. And then it is made by Tango Gameworks. I, I step back a little bit to get the name right. It's made up of like X, Capcom, Platinum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's Mikami's team. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's he made it after because he worked on uh the Shadows of the Damned. Is yes. That the name of it? He worked on Shadows of the Damned and left that. He left because he, he was working with Grasshopper on that, and then he left that and formed Tango. That was more like a partnership, I think. Yeah, at the yeah, time. yeah. It wasn't like he was officially signed up, but he worked mm-hmm. on that game with them, and then after that, made Tango GameWorks and started working on the Evil Within. Sure, and uh, that's coming out in August, right? Yes, it's uh, PS3, 360, PS4, Xbox One, PC, yeah. and of course not Wii U because it's going like shit. Sure. So uh, I've I've heard that last left alone. Left alone. Evil Within. Where did I get that? Um, <laughs> I've heard it described as like the scariest game ever made. Is it scary? So or there is it stressful? Like Resident Evil 4 is not scary, it's stressful. I will tell you what this game is. It is... Well, so if you played Shadows of the Damned, it's also not a Nintendo game, so I can't blame you if you hadn't. That is a game that is a lot like Resident Evil 4, but seen from a different point of view. Oh. It's very much Resident Evil 4 kind of combat, even though it's exactly. much more I think fast you would game. like Shadows of the Dam. Okay. And it has, a, it has a uh, 360 PS3. Okay. Uh, this is sort of them making Resident Evil 4 again. and but It seems it, to be what Mikami's good at. <laughs> and you know what? I'm okay with that yeah. because Resident Evil 4 is kind of awesome. And it's still being looked at from a different perspective. It's still a zombie game, but it's very atmospheric. There's a lot of effort being put into the sound design. Like, okay, uh, everything right. sounds very carefully placed. Uh, it's a third-person action game. There, there, I, the second part of the demo had these Dr. Salvador uh, type of guys, except they had boxes on their heads that were, like, made out of metal. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it basically just sounds like fucking Resident Evil 4. It's, it's stressful. It's, like, hey it's guys, more scary. This time, the zombies don't have burlap sacks. They've got cardboard boxes. <laughs> so you know those moments in Resident Evil 4? So let's say there's that starting village in Resident Evil 4 where yeah. uh, you're playing that for the first time. You're, you're trying to find your way around the house. And then out of nowhere, Dr. Salvador just walks into the door and like, ah, that's what this game seems like. No, it, no, seems no. like it seems like a drawn-out version of that feeling. How, how like you're trying to turn a wheel, you're trying to get a key in the same way you would in Resident Evil, you're collecting stuff in the same way as Resident Evil. But it constantly has that feeling. Like, yeah. there was one time where the guy playing it, and he was playing it, I think it was an engine on a PC, and it did look okay uh, for current, current gen. Yeah. Uh, so he was turning a wheel, and then you just see, like, casually, almost like that birthday party scene in Signs, just uh, <laughs> <laughs> just this huge guy with, with a fucking machete just walking casually past, getting Yo, ready to up, kill. guys? I need and, to play that tomorrow. And the sound design is, uh, well, it's you would have to watch it. Oh, you're right. It was a demo. But if you can get in early, it's. Uh, I think it's worth seeing the 25 minute demo. It was spooky. It was scary. It looks like it might be a little too linear. It looks like it might be one of those 10 hour stories that's like uh, maybe a little QT focused so, and maybe like a little pushing you forward. But there's promise. It's scary. The yeah. sound design is. I would say based on what I saw, brilliant because they it it knows how to just like fucking disturb you just a little bit, like tweak at nice. your uh, your fear. And hopefully the gameplay is fun. Hopefully it's like Resident Evil 4, but better uh, 10 years later. Uh, even though it's not coming to a Nintendo system, I think it's at least somewhat related because of the reputation Resident Evil 4 has. Yeah. But that is what I did today. Yeah. That's what we did today. Mm-hmm.
Yep. Um, I think that might just about do it. It is kind of depressing not having Nintendo. <laughs> it felt like there was a big hole missing. Yeah. yeah I mean, cause it, I mean, in all honesty, like, <coughs> as far as where we're coming from, like, not that, like, oh, the Nintendo booth's the safe haven. Like, I can't even spend as much time at the PAX East Nintendo booth. Like, last year, last year's it was pretty focused on what it had, and, like, there was the Animal Crossing walkthrough thing on Lego City on 3DS, but, um, but even, like, they had the excitement, because they had Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon come out on, uh, on the Friday or something, or was it the Saturday? They, they were selling it on the Saturday, it was coming out on the Sunday, um, and that's just gone. It's just kind of sad for all the third parties, because Microsoft is barely there, like, they yeah. have booths for Rise, even though... You can rent out the game at the yeah. console free play upstairs. Oh, really? Sony is barely even there. Like they have a community booth yeah. or something, but they yeah, have nothing playable. It really oh, Nintendo's not. Yeah, because what I mean, what are really like the biggest games? It's like, I guess Evil Within, Evolve, League of Legends has yeah, a yeah, League of, League of Legends is huge. I mean, I, I heard someone make the comment today about how it's just like, yeah, guys, gaming's just mobas right now. Yes. Okay. So there's something I do want to bring up quickly. So in Paxis of the past, uh, we would sometimes get codes for these like Steam games or these games that are on digital platforms. This year, all the swag that I'm getting in code form, all free to play MOBA codes. It's it's kind of a depressing turn. Yeah, I mean it's just like it, it, I'm I'm starting to feel more and more like a fucking dinosaur, which is probably why <laughs> I I spent most of my day in retro free play when I had some playing time. old ass games. Yeah. Um, because it's just the, I mean, really the direction that the industry seems to be going with, with MOBAs and free-to-play, like, that's not really what I like. It's not that MOBAs are bad, like, I, I'm, League of Legends is something that I will never force the time required into getting that game, but I played a little bit, I have some friends who are super into it, like, I understand it, it's a well-made game, and I, I still think, uh, I think Awesome Noss, um, the 2D MOBA that we get, that on my PS4, um, uh, I mean, I think it's also telling in a way that we do have, you know, four of us and we're sharing a hotel room and the only system we have outside of our 3DSs is I fucking brought my PS4. Yes. <laughs> it's it's how how apathetic yeah. we have all become to Wii U. That's kind of like, eh. I'm gonna play. I, I will say two things. I completed five puzzles today. I did two. I only, I, I think I'm about did the Rusty's Real Deal Baseball I still awesome. haven't gotten that. Yeah, I don't have that. Uh, I, I got that this morning. I saw that it was out. Uh, kind of through the Wi-Fi at the hotel and got that. At least Nintendo cared enough to have that the weekend of Pax. Yeah, that's true. Um, however, uh, it doesn't seem like as many people got it because I only had like the option to get like three or four pieces. But, uh, um, but I'm almost done. The uh, the Yoshi's and Island is still in the Pax. Oh, nice. Get that roughly. And then the other thing is uh, on the show floor, there are a lot of vendors selling video games like you got your Pokemon teacher yeah. typing, and and um, one of the things I saw was Jack Rose for the Virtual Boy, which is like the most celebrated Virtual Boy game. Two hundred and fifty dollars used. If uh, if you ever want to get me a really good gift, listener, if you <laughs> if you like me so much, uh, I'll settle for Waterworld on Virtual Boy. Don't buy that. Yeah. I I still have my my little dream for getting a full oh, Virtual full Boy collection. Boy. Um, and we did find one place that had, they had boxed virtual board games, it's probably why everything was so fucking expensive, but I think Jack Rose was 250 3D Tetris was 170 and Waterworld was 150 or something, like. Mario Clash was like 200 bucks. 
Are you fucking kidding me? No. That game card that came out of the carts like fifteen twenty. Yeah. Really? Wow. I think yeah, shit's overpriced, guys. Um, it's not just the food anymore. Yeah, it's not just Man, the food. Man, the food is expensive. Yeah, I had an $8 bad sandwich. No. Uh, Jared, do you have anything you want to add before we wrap it up? Uh, I mean, I want to play Johan, Sebastian, Gauss, but that's just yeah, things yeah. I want to do. Or I'll play that with you guys. <laughs> I think we're going to do that. I think we're going to play some Steel Battalion tomorrow. So. <laughs> Although, uh, so we'll just leave because you will probably hear this in one continuous chunk, so it's kind of pointless for us to be like, Hey guys, guess what we're doing tomorrow? Because we're not gonna have this up like tomorrow. Doing Nintendo Air, bitches. Yeah, we're doing Nintendo Air. So look forward to that later on this episode. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye. 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 Call it a small crowd, like, and not 
crowd, obviously, in quotation marks. Like, like there was people. enough people. Did you notice there was a guy who came in pretty there, late and he sat down? He was listening. To the the, the, no, 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 yeah, there were there, there were, were two, or, there were two yeah. or three people. Like there was one person that was like playing DS, but like you could like I heard them like snicker when when <laughs> funny things happened, which is kind of cool. That was the, my, that was the intention of this. Was I mean we weren't looking to like make some big scene, but we just wanted to kind of still do our thing and not not let the man get us down in a in a way so to speak. What one of the guys sitting in the corner was actually a mechanical expert. He was. Oh, he was. Came up and said like, "Oh yeah, I listen." Nice. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. You should have told us sooner. He could have played a game. Yeah. Because we um, actually have like seventy eight games. We just played four. No, no. Where were these games? What the fuck, man? Well, they're. Weren't there like, because I sent out more. Oh, Remember? there was more? Oh, oh yeah, there's yeah. like 78 I, I, games on there. And we should have done with, with, uh, with Jessica and Jordan. Well, I figured we were stopping because it was time to do something Yeah, else. it was also like we did it for an hour. It was, uh, it was fun. Yeah. Um, but I guess uh, like like we did on the previous one, we're going to focus on the Nintendo games that we checked out today Ooh. first. Um, Zach, you got to play Guacamelee on Wii U. It was awesome. Guacamelee is awesome anyway, but this is a new dungeon, and there's a new bad guy. Did you, you, you beat Guacamelee? Yeah. You know, there was the fire dude. Javier, uh, Jaguar Javier. Jaguar Javier. That motherfucker. He's a, he's that motherfucker. Jaguar, that yeah. motherfucker. And then there's the hothead guy. Yeah. And then there's that witch. Yeah. And then there's Kalaka. Yep. Uh, and this new one introduces kind of the uh, skeleton god, who Kalaka is is hired to bring a skeleton army. And he's, like, made of bone. Yeah. Uh, but he's kind of funny. Um, like, he uh, creates, like, a mini Kalaka for uh, Senior Kalaka. He's <laughs> like, the hell is this? And he's like... Is it like Mini-Me? We're going home. Yeah, it's exactly like <laughs> Mini-Me. And uh, it's pretty funny. And then um, there's also a new, like, you know, adrenaline mode from God of War. Oh, okay. Where you... Click both sticks and they get ah, Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, that's probably where the animation was from too. Yeah, um, but it's really good. I'm, I beat it on Vita and PS3, but I'll play it again on Wii U. Yeah, now um, and it's a great co-op game, by the way. Yeah, I've never played it co-op, and I think mm. Wii U might actually be my my outlet to playing it co-op. Um, I got the I, it was it was really cool. Uh, it was Chris Quinn from Drinkbox, and. Uh, it was really nice to talk to him because they're they're a studio that um, ever since I played Meat and Blobs Attack on Vita, I really like I've, I've loved their shit. I'm really excited, and I I, re- I recall talking to them at a PAX East, I think when they were showing off Guacamelee for like the first time, um, asking them about what they would do, like if they want if they were working on a Wii U game or anything. And at the time, this was before the system even came out, and they basically talked about how like you know we'd kind of love to, but we haven't we haven't done anything with that yet i don't know if we're gonna do you know we're focusing on sony right now etc etc and it was it was refreshing talking to them this year because they're actually working on a wii u game and they talked about how you know nintendo courted them and how despite the fact you know things aren't looking great for the wii u it was refreshing to talk to a developer that was kind of not bad mouthing nintendo they were they were a little optimistic about it like i mean they're they're not stupid they don't expect that like guacamole and wii u is going to be the top seller but by the same by that, that that same notion, they they thought it was that, that they're confident in it on Wii U. They're excited to have a Wii U game. It looks really good on Wii U. Yeah, they gave a lot of Fantastic. credit to why why they're on Wii U to Dan Edelman, the, the guy who's doing a lot of the eShop stuff. So I thought it was still doing stuff, guys. I thought it was interesting. It was kind of Wii U, PS4, 
360 and Xbox One, but not PS3. Yeah, and I think part of that is that like they already have that game out there, and I think now with the update, if there is going to be like an update, oh on maybe Vita, that'd be cool. I don't know. Oh yeah, because it is already on PS3 and Vita. Yeah. yeah. And I know this is gonna this be one, an update. This is, uh, I mean, it's Super Super Turbo Championship Edition. <laughs> um, but uh, I know it has all like the DLC, like different costumes and stuff. Um, oh, it does. Yeah. Good. Uh, I think we'll give away the one more game there. Or not, something I didn't buy any. Um, and by the time you hear this, uh, we will have heard about another Drinkbox game that they seem to heavily insinuate is coming to the Nintendo platform. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be announced on Monday. Probably gonna be hearing this later that week. So maybe it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, we'll find more about it then. But they they want to do more stuff with Nintendo systems. Uh, Chris Flynn was not. Uh, he was selling his 3DS very very highly. Uh, like most red blooded Americans, like to say. Can I talk about how treasure not flows? You can. Uh, we have our follow-up. We, we I, I didn't play any more Renegade Kid games, but it seems like uh, Zach did. So, I don't yeah. like it. Why not? Too bad. Um, seems like a really early build of the game. Like, everything's so basic. The environments are so basic. that It's like they just got something running on the system. And, you know, the movement is so stilted and just collect all these gems and the bad guy hits you and all your gems are gone like Kirby's Avatar. But it's not, but you also take damage. Yeah. So, or is it when you totally run out no, of No, 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 it's, it's more like Sonic where like as long as you have one okay. one coin, you're not going to die. Okay, well, bad guys hit you in the weirdest places. and um, I don't know, it just felt totally early. Like maybe it'll be better later, but it's just... Not good now. I, I really dug the feel of that game. I like I like moving the character around. And really? But I doesn't mean, it feel better in Mutant Muds? It feels different than Mutant Muds. It looks like it's the it same. Mean, Mutant Muds is a very, like... It's definitely the same engine. Yeah, yeah. yeah or, or very similar. Like, I imagine the Treasure Nuts might be, like, a little more modified. Yeah. Kind of assume. Um, but with Mutant Muds, like, everything, I don't know, mechanical might be the right word. Yeah. Um... Because, like, there's not a lot of, like, like it's like, you know, press X and you jump this high. Then you hold this and you go over for this distance and then fall down at that time. And, like, I like that. Don't get me wrong. But that's what I liked about Trojan Ops is that there seemed to be a little more improvisation mm. in how you can move with the wall jumping and how you slide down walls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. Something that's that true. wasn't in, in MUDs. Which, right. Yeah. I mean, I like the curse stage a lot. I think that's the highlight of that. That, that was interesting. Demo. That was they did um, an interesting thing because, because I mean I, I think the problem a little bit with that first stage is that like that's very clearly like what they were building to be the first level of the yeah. game. So of course it's not going to have that complexity. I yeah. mean, if you think that the first level of mutant muds fucking dumb as shit because it's like hit X, hit <laughs> X twice, and you jump farther. You hover, shoot a gun at the enemy. Well, I'm hope, I'm hopeful the treasure notes will be better when it. Sees more development. Yeah. Well, I also think that I mean, we, as we were talking about yesterday, how things weren't right, which kind of sucks considering that it was supposed to come out at the end of the year. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's all the um, time I played. I played uh, Swords and Soldiers two oh, yeah. on the Wii U. Um, Rotomo Games sequel to Swords and Soldiers one, which is coming uh, courtesy of Two Tribes, the Wii U and. If you never played the first one, you can play it on your Wii U and then get ready for the likely 2015 release of Swords and Soldiers 2. 
Um, the dynamic that wow. I played was really? like, yeah. I, well, I think I think that it, it's the kind of thing where like they're trying to get it out by the end of the year, but they're real being realistic about it. And they're okay. like, we're not promising that. Okay. Um, which to me, that's when it, when an indie dev says that, you're like, yeah, it's not coming out until later. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, the the game looks really nice. I like that. Like they kind of they made the art style a, like. I like the cartoony art style of Sword and Soldiers, but they made it just a little bit more realistic. So it's not like it's not like it's just like, oh, look at these really realistic looking Viking dudes and shit. <laughs> it's just like it looks just a, a little bit less cartoony, and I think it works. Um, and that's still a really fun game. Uh, I like the first one. I look forward to playing more of the second one. Okay. Even if that demo, I mean, the demo was really piss easy. And actually talking to them, it was like, I mean, they. It's, it's, it's tough to make that kind of demo. I even heard that with uh, kind of following up on what Alex was saying about the Evil Within demo, is that um, I don't know if I mentioned it last podcast, but I was I was poking around and looking what other people were saying about the Evil Within. People are surprisingly down on it. Yeah, people are saying the opposite of what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, like you you were super high on it yesterday, and everyone else that I'm hearing is pretty fucking negative about it. Really? And I think part of that is that the demo that they saw. Might have been like, you know, like Sword and Soldiers 2 and like a lot of demos that you see on, on shield floors of public events like this where it's tuned a little easier. So you don't necessarily see that struggle that you go in. Like, right, there know, was no difficulty. It was clearly being yeah. pushed forward. Yeah, and that's the thing That's the thing with like Swords and Soldiers 2, like talking to the guys at Ronima, they made the comment that like, yeah, we made the demo a little easier. Yeah. Like, you know, they're like, they're like, I mean, I know you have to take us for a word and everything, but like, it's going to be more complex in the game. Don't worry. And like... I mean, that's not the kind of thing that I'm like, you're a liar. Like, uh, I mean, you don't want to make a demo that's that's really hard to get into at a public show like that because right. unless you're there to walk everybody through, someone's going to pick up that game and be like, well, this, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and walk away. Holy crap. I saw the funniest shit. People trying to play Guacamelee who'd never fucking played video games before. Ah. Oh, jump. Ball. Yeah. Well, they, they were surprising that like kids playing it. Oh my gosh, yeah. There was, oh man, with Swords and Soldiers 2, uh, I basically got kid like they they had a cool little setup where it's like they had like a well I, they had like a, a raised platform with two beanbags on it, which is funny because while I was waiting to play it, some dude got out of the beanbag and just fucking fell over and like knocked over the entire booth. Nice. Like it was like the kind of thing where I saw that happen. I was just like, oh, this is gonna be the end of my day. Like this guy's gonna die, and then everything around me is gonna <laughs> fall, and I'm gonna be trapped under it. Like this is gonna be terrible. Um, <laughs> but then like. After I finished the demo, like some little kid like got like sat and like the like pushed me out of the beanbag and like sat down and started playing it on just the gamepad because Jared had it set up for direct feed. Nice. So it took a little while, so it was off the TV. But it's like, and then I was talking to like the I assume it was the kid's father or just guardian. I don't know. Oh, yeah. um, I'm not gonna make assumptions these days. Um, and this guy was telling me that like yeah, like we were walking around and he saw this game and he was like, I want to play that game. And like walked up and with no direction just picked up Swords of Soldiers 2 and started playing it. Nice. And then like it was the kind of thing like that apparently this kid was like basically like dancing like he had to pee his pants while I was finishing the demo. <laughs> and then like just wanted to play the game again, which is that's great. That is great. And guess what? If that was a hard demo, kid probably's not gonna play it. Yeah, true. Um Yeah, uh what other games did we see? Swords of Soldiers 2, Cube Men 2. Uh, I don't really see that Jared. What is what do you have to say about Cube Men 2? Uh I mean I was walked through it. Um, what is it? It's a. It's a video game. With <laughs> graphics. <laughs> it's a terror defense game. Okay. Um, it came out on PC already, and uh, the guys at No are porting it. Um, it it the graphics style sort of like Minecraft. Um, 
they have a big thing about, you know, you can make your own levels. Um, since it's been out on PC, Linux, Mac, I, I think Mac, uh, Steam, a bunch of other places, like, they already have 4,000 levels made. So you're going to be... They have a Blockfort one. Yeah. Mario Kart 64. Blockfort, oh, Mario Kart. Uh, we, we got some footage of that. Um, you know, all those levels are going to be accessible right now to all the Wii U players, so that's sort of cool. You can actually play online with people who are playing on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, or all the other platforms, so that's sort of cool. Um, yeah, and they they have a lot of missions and stuff. You can have a ton of different settings and things, or tons of customization. So it looks cool. I I personally didn't play it, so I can't say exactly. But hey, check it out. Have you played anything at the show that wasn't uh, retro? Um, yeah, I I, I played Treasure Knot. Okay. <laughs> Did you like Treasure Knots? I, I didn't hate it. Okay. Uh, but again, it, it's totally a demo, and you know yeah. you can't really tell anything from that. Yeah. Boss was cool. The lobster boss. Yeah, the, lo- the big frog. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice to know that Renegade Kid can make bosses. There's a mutant mode. They ain't there. True. Doesn't hurt the game, though. That game doesn't need bosses. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Wii U or 3DS related that I saw on the show floor. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say was, uh, so the three indie games we were just talking about for Wii U, they are all, they're either all right now 1080p or all aiming to be 1080p when they release, which is always cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wii U 1080p, smash. That makes it exactly the same as PS4. Yep, yep, more or less. Um, there's some other cool stuff there, but... Not much more. I didn't really play anything today. Like, on the show floor. Yeah, you played Quagamania. Except that. And Treasure Rock. We literally talked about two games that you yeah, played on the we show did. floor. We did. I mean, there's really not, not that much else for us to play as much. Uh, I, I watched some... I, I watched some games being played. I watched a little bit of Y2K, which is uh, from Axe Studios, which I think that game's still coming to Wii U. Who knows? Um, at this rate, I... Doubt every game ever coming to Wii U unless it's out in my hands. Yeah. Um, is Werewolf at the show? Werewolf is in like. There's the, a the card game. Not the card game. There's a. <laughs> I got the card game. From right, right. That's a, I got guys. confused for a little bit, I, but I think there's a uh, there's an indie game called Werewolf that's on Kickstarter or some other similar I don't think I've heard service. About that at all. Supposedly that's coming to Wii U. Um. Maybe. But yeah, Y two K. I thought it was going to be more. It's uh, it's they did Two Brothers, which came out on PC and might be coming to Wii U sometime. I don't know. I think they have another. I think it's a it's a studio. They're actually in Jersey, um, but I think they're like working with another company to make Two Brothers better on Wii U. Cool. Um, and Y Two K kind of, it looks more Persona than Earthbound. Which Good. from when I when I heard them talk about that game, I mean basically it's like a. I mean, it's a, an R- RPG that's set in, like, this kind of, like, 1999, you know, right on the verge of Y2K. Right. Um, and, you know, in that real-world setting. But I expected, from what I heard about it, and I think even, like, their kind of pitch for it was like, oh, hey, it's like Earthbound. But from watching it being played, it looks a lot more like Persona, as far as, like, because I think there's more, like, you know, relationships and stuff that you're dealing with. That game could be cool. I don't know what it's coming on track for as far as release time. Um... Ranking, I apologize. Um, I guess, did anybody else play anything on the show floor? 
worth noting. It didn't seem like a show floor kind of day. Like, this seems like the day when we all did, like, Our own thing. side stuff. This was actually my show floor kind of day. Really? Because yeah. I spent my entire morning until about 2 o'clock on the show floor. Yeah, that's true, you did. Um, because I just talked about three games that I played on the show floor. Um, it was interesting talking to the guys that know, though, about, uh, because what they're doing with, uh, with Cube Men 2, they're publishing it, they're not developing it. Right, right. And basically, uh, they kind of noticed the trend how in Australia, all the game development was either, like, uh, outsourced, like with Chrome Studios, and that shit dried up, because, and then actually a lot of that, why that happened was because the exchange rate in Australia made them cost more to outsource things to places like the, the late, the late Chrome Studios, uh, and once those people lost their contracts, dried up and they're gone. Um, and other than that, a lot of the Australian game development scene is all iOS. So really? they noticed that, and the guys that know, I mean, they've been, they, they are the My Notebook kings, but they still, I mean, they, they use their, their fat My Notebook cash to go and, you know, make original games. Whether, whether you like them or not, you know, like Escape Factor and Spirit Hunters and stuff, whether they were hits or misses, they're trying to make original games on, on, yeah. on Nintendo systems. Um, and they noticed that, and basically they're working with you know smaller developers like them in Australia to bring games to, you know, Wii U, 3DS, PS4, PS3, Vita, and, and stuff like that because they have existing relationships. I don't know if they've done anything on a Microsoft console, but they've been they've been working on a. I mean, I, I they have a game Blast and Bunnies, which we talked about. That's coming out PS4, Vita, and 3DS this fall. Um, but they, I mean. They have those connections, and they're helping Australian developers branch out more, which I think is really cool because it's kind of this way to make sure that those developers are represented on 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 Nintendo systems and Sony systems for that matter. Um, with uh, Alex, yeah, I, I, uh, I interjected about no, but I, I I went lone wolf again today, and chances are, like that's what I do with these kinds of shows, like even E three. Like that's what I do. I just I know exactly what I want, and I just go straight there. Yeah, I'm like I'm like like me me Baruby and uh Aaron who will just be like sitting around the Nintendo booth, being like, "Hey man, there's Diedrich Bader. Should we talk to him? I don't know." So uh, so I I did a couple key things today. The first was that I went to the PC free play and I played some old PC games. I played the first Peggle for the first time. That is a much harder game than I thought it would be. Uh, because it I wasn't just remember that being pure joy, but that could be me looking back. I haven't played that game in a couple of years, but it's so there was basically like a month bender where I got the PC version very cheap, and then like after I beat the P- PC version, I went and bought the DS version, and then played through that too, and that had Peggle Knights in it as well. Um, the uh, the word is Pachinko, right? I don't think yeah, that's yeah. that is basically yeah. like Pachinko, but like the pegs are disappearing yep. as you hit them. Yeah, or Blinko on the Price is Right. Plinko, 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 and uh, so that was cool. I played Quake Three uh, Arena. That, arena shooters are so much different than was most it Quake other Three Arena or was it Quake Three Team Arena? I think it was the vanilla version. Okay, so uh, arena shooters are a lot closer to sports games than I thought they would yeah, be. Yeah, they really are. I I, mean, <laughs> I can't think of the last time I played a game like that. Like I think I played a Quake game in like two thousand two. Unreal Tournament, baby. <laughs> But, I mean, Man I mean that, that's, that's to an extent, like, that's kind of what I more prefer first-person shooters. I mean, 
I like I mean I kind of come from that golden eye school a little bit, so not fully down that road, but but more like that than than Turnford for me. Pure and simple in a lot of ways. Like yeah. I, I yeah. think the dive kick formula in a lot of ways could be applied to that genre. I think so too. I mean, and I feel like that's that's what I mean. Going back to Goldeneye, uh, that's what License to Kill mode was. Like for some reason, I don't know why this happened. Whether it was me being like weird and nine years old or whatever when Goldeneye came out, but I didn't play with health in that game for a number of years. Like probably until I started per- playing Perfect Dark, did I actually play, you know, like multiplayer first person shooters where we'd actually have the health turn on. We'd always play one hit kills, License to Kill. Huh. Um, and really, that is kind of that dive kick sort of formula where it's, you know, a lot of, like, you get the jump on people. And it really changes how the, basically all all uh, all automatic guns are king in GoldenEye if you play that way. Yeah. So even, like, shit like the Clob, like, that can be a fierce weapon. Um, but then as I got older, we started doing more health with body armor and shit. But there, there was, like, a good year in GoldenEye, and that is that, that dive kick concept of quick... Keeping it on, right, focused on the oh shit moment. You can do that in Smash Bros. Yeah. You know, an instant death. Yeah. Even uh, Quake 3 has that with the real gun, you one hit kill, and yeah. it's for madness. Nice. And then I play Unreal Tournament 2004, which was, which is more arena type stuff. And then I, although a little more complicated. Yeah. And then I played some TF2 because I had a full 45 minutes and I just wanted to bleed it up a little. So is that how they had PC free play where it's basically like you get a computer 15 for... preloaded games, 45 minutes. The line was about 15, 20 minutes at most. It was, uh, it, it was a fun way to kill a morning. Yeah. And so that was the first thing I did. The second thing was I stopped by the arcade, played some Punch-Out. Now, I, I thought I had played it before, but I had actually played Super Punch-Out. Which is a similar game, different opponents, um, yeah. better visuals. Like the Super Punch-Out arcade game, or...? Yes. Okay. I, I've been to that huge, uh, like, New Hampshire. Fun spot? Yes. That is I don't think I've ever seen place. a Super Punch-Out arcade game, because I think I've, I've played the original Punch-Out a number of times. Super Punch-Out? Super Punch-Out. Yep. Yeah, it came out, I don't know if it was after Mike Tyson's Punch-Out or, or before. Because I know, I think the original Punch-Out was 83, Mike Tyson's was like 87. Oh, okay. I think Super Punch-Out might have been before, like... I mean, that's the thing, is Punch-Out's history is all in the arcades. It's just that the, the one that people remember fondly is the NES. Uh, I played some Crazy Kong, which is much harder than Donkey Kong. Yeah, Crazy Kong's mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. And I uh, I played... And that that's a pure knockoff, right? Or... Yeah, that's not a definition. Yeah. Okay. And I, then I played some Fix-It Felix, the Wreck-It Ralph-based game, which, is, which was against some people's belief. It actually it did come out with a movie obviously yeah. even though it says 1982 or whatever on it i think it's i mean i think it's a well done arcade it seems like reverse parody. wrecking crew almost where like you're yeah you're like it's it's the same it's concept of hitting things and uh it, yeah that's okay it's a little too easy i played it, some old pinball machines in the arcade thing mm-hmm. yeah, so, um i don't like the way the bumpers feel on those i don't uh, know i don't know what it is it just feels like i don't get a good like good like pull yeah Maybe that comes with the age a little of yeah. machines. But I've been to, uh, there, there's an awesome pinball museum in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Oh, I was going to say in Vegas. There, there was a cool one there, too, oh, but I, I don't remember that. I, I'm pretty sure I went there. I don't remember it's it that amazing. much. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the Silver Ball Museum in Asbury Park, where basically you just, like pay money. You like, you're like, all right, here's like 10 bucks. You have an hour, an hour to play anything you want. 
they have a wide variety. I mean, it's like from old, old arcade games to ones from a couple, you know, like 10 years ago. It's free play? Yeah, it's wow. free play. Um, and playing a lot of those, like, I, I don't really recall playing a machine that felt as kind of, you know, almost unresponsive as those those are old pinball games that we played there. And they, they had some ancient ones, like Silver Ball. Yeah, I played a few ancient ones. Those are, yeah. Yeah. So I dig around on the machine for a little while. It was, it's, the arcade museum's always like a fun diversion yeah. when you can't think of anything else to do. It's never like a huge priority. It's just like, I need to kill 45 minutes. I mean, I, I always like walking around just to see if there's, a, I mean, they, they seem to bring a lot of the same machines. Played some Bosconian, uh, this kind of weird shooting game. I'd never really heard of it before. But like, you're basically, like, it's like there's a scrolling screen and there are like asteroids and landmines or some shit and ships going around. And you fire both forwards and backwards whenever you shoot and you move in a, like you can move in eight directions. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of, it was kind of weird. I know Billy played Missile Command. I watched him play that a little bit. And I played another. Oh, I played some fucking original Tempest. Um, <laughs> which is a great. Like, I'm going, I guess. I don't original know. Tempest. I don't know what came before Original Tempest, but when I was at PAX East last year, I played uh, Tempest 2000 on the Jaguar. Um, so I guess I need to go back and find whatever came before that. So maybe it'll be Pong again. I don't know. Did anyone play uh, Cliffhanger, the uh, laser game? I, I saw it. Mm-hmm. I was curious. Did you play it? Yes. All it, right. It, tell me about Cliffhanger. So, um, you know, obviously Dragon's Lair is the famous Laserdisc game of yore. Um, this one, for every time I've tried to play Dragon's Lair, I can't even get past, like, the first screen just because you have to be so precise with, like, when you hit left or right to move forward. But in this one... You had a um, you had the joystick and then you had two buttons. You had one that was labeled feet, and then like one that was labeled hands. And so the whole game uses scenes from the movie uh, the Lupin the Third or uh, Castle yeah. Ali. I saw they had I um, saw that in yeah. the in the arcade room they have like shit being projected and yeah. I saw some of that I was wondering what game that was from. It's like a three minute loop of uh, of like a game over or like a quick game someone was playing. Yeah. It's not even it's actually hooked up to the machine. So oh it was? Oh really? Because yeah. it seemed like it was the same length every time. It's probably because people suck. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was cool and uh, it was actually very responsive um, you know pretty much quick time events like uh, at a Shenmue or uh, Heavy Rain those kinds of things. I feel like I might um, need to check this out tomorrow. Yeah, it was fun and like it may it would make sense. So you're in a car, so the guy like goes in and he's like turning the engine on. So that's when you would hit hands. Then at another point he like has to jump over a log so you hit legs. It was pretty cool. Anything else in the arcade room? Oh, specifically. I'm trying to think. I think that was pretty much it. Like I wish they had the trivial pursuit machine there last year. I really enjoyed that. I wish they had that again. I wanna play Burks kinda seems they, uh, they have another old uh, NES game. Um, oh, wow. I know they had Versus Mario Brothers there. I didn't see Versus Tennis. It's it's a sit-down cabinet, So and it's for four people. Oh, wow. And it's actually, it looks really cool. It almost looks like a giant uh, family but, like, making dope. <laughs> but, uh, um, I mean, and it looks just like the NES game. Yeah. yeah. Not a great NES game, but I think that might be worth for the, the four-player novelty factor. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, last but not least for my day of uh, getting into nighttime, I went and saw the Giant Bomb High Pay Relief 2016 PAX Preview Panel. It's basically the Giant Bomb panel this year, and it got kind of nuts. It, like, it, it was a little pulled back compared to drinking breast milk and having mariachi bands, but it was, uh, so there's this Royal Rumble uh, tournament for the N64 game happening tomorrow. Yeah. A lot of people like a Giant Bomb. And yeah, basically, giant bomb. But I guess for people who haven't followed this at all, uh, it's uh, a dude from Harmonix organized 30 different people from across the game industry, ranging, ranging from, you know, a bunch of people from Harmonix, people from Giant Bomb, other game journalists like Jeff Green, I believe Abby Heppy from Respawn Entertainment is going to be there, um, among a lot of other names, like uh, I think one of the dudes from Octodad, Tim Belford's there, he's going to be there, which people. Um, but it's 30 people, and they will be doing some sort of tournament with WWF WrestleMania 2000 on a Nintendo 64, I don't know exactly how they're doing it. Did they go over that at all? There's 30 people. They're just... I'm guessing they're, they're going to be dicking around. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be that, but it's basically like four people at a time fighting. I don't know how this it, how it's going to work, but I'm curious. I'm sure they have some kind of plan. But I, I know that when the panel got approved, I recall hearing something that the guy who was organizing it had no idea what the fuck game he was even going to use or how he was going to organize it. Because he didn't think it would be approved. That's John Drake. He's manager. No, no, oh. uh, it's uh, Aaron Aaron Treatis. Uh, okay. it's another guy from Harmonix. So yeah, so the beginning was typical giant, whatever typical is giant bomb fair. Like lots of callbacks to the podcast. There's some Q and A where some people are awkward, and then there were there was some funny stuff. Like there's this pin thing giant bomb's doing where if you find certain people like giant bomb or people like associated with giant bomb like Brad Muir. Dave Lang, and you ask him for a pin, they'll give you one, and whoever lost their pins first wins a prize, which ended up being a John Drake body pillow. Who wound up with it? Uh, Vinny. He was, okay. He's the most popular on staff. Brad Shoemaker like, was last place by far, even right behind Brad Beer. <laughs> like, as Dave Lang put it, uh, Brad couldn't pay you to take the pins off his hands. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is kind of sad, but like, in a lot of ways, he is, like, the least notable of, like, the main I mean, guys. I mean, like, I, every single one I'm has their own Gersman didn't win that. But maybe it's maybe there's an intimidation factor to that. I think Vinny is the funniest. Yeah. Jeff is, like, he he's the big dog. But, like, Vinny's, like, he's the most personable. Yeah, I think. yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. And, the, like, there was, one, there was one little subplot, like they always have, where Brad was uh, blowing up an inflatable donkey. And uh, there were there were some other funny stuff like when like there was Giant Bomb Chicago had a few minutes and then Jeff called on a Giant Bomb New York at which point Alex Navarro was like uh, just struggling on stage by himself <laughs> and then like uh, at the very end it started to get into Dave Lang and Jeff Gersman shit talking uh, an actual wrestler tone for tomorrow and it's it's basically Dave Lang telling everyone they're gonna get bopped. Tomorrow, and then at one point, as he's walking away, John Drake pushes him in the back, and then he picks up a uh, a whiskey bottle and slams it over his head, and it just shatters. And then he hits the ground, and then uh, they they everyone starts like beating up each other. And then uh, someone in a luchador mask with his shirt off runs up to the front of his to the front of the stage, pulls his mask off, and it's revealed to be Jeff Green. <laughs> It's, 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 it's fucking giant bomb. Like, I had yeah. to wait an hour and a half to get into the panel, like, squished between everyone else and <laughs> barely anywhere to sit. 
But it was a hell of a night. Like, it was cool to see it in person. Yeah. Um, cool. What, you guys uh, hung out with CJ. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess the rest of our day, um, Mario Kart 7. Still good. I think, Jared, you were the only other person that... that hey, there that, was a good chunk of time where I was wandering around by myself taking pictures of busty cosplayers. You would do that. <laughs> and it was amazing. I saw a really cool gender-swapped uh, Booker DeWitt. Twice. And it, it worked. Um, actually, I got everyone from Bioshock in for that. I got Booker, Elizabeth, and the uh, Lucredi twins. Uh, How do they say their name? Lutessas. Yeah, yeah Lutessas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played some Mario Kart 7 multiplayer. Um, oh, yeah. Uh,. Yeah, we um, played Mario Party. Yeah, we played we played some Mario Kart Seven on 3DS, and uh, we also later played some Mario Kart Wii. And we had it, it was, was it quickly so. ballooned. Um, yeah. Because first it was uh, Tim Chatton, uh, who was one of our Nintendo Air guests, uh, and then uh, it was just me, him, and it was it was me, you, and, and him, me, Zach, and Tim. Jared had gone over to Johann Sebastian's Joust tournament, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, and we were going to play some Mario Kart Wii, and then within like 30 seconds after sitting down, um, Yon got there with his, with his girlfriend and a couple of their friends. Uh, CJ from the Player One podcast showed up, and then uh, and then my friend Billy and his girlfriend showed up. All so we went from having three people at this this you know Wii and console free play to having like 10, and we passed the controllers around and played some Mario Kart Wii. And the two notable things from that is that. Hey, Mario Kart's still a shit ton of fun, and also Mario Kart Wii with four people looks like dog shit. <laughs> and I fucking rule Mario Kart Wii. Yeah, um, I did not rule as much, but I was playing as fucking Bowser for most of it, which kind of sucked. I, I am a I am a Koopa Troopa on the bullet bike kind of man mm. when it comes to that game. Uh, but I think playing that in Mario Kart Seven got me way more hyped for Mario Kart Eight than yeah. literally actually playing a demo for the game a couple months ago. <laughs> um, we haven't seen. Yeah, which I, I assume, in all honesty, I'm not expecting Mario Kart 8 to look that great in four-player, but I don't really give a shit. You're I'm talking visually. And online. Yeah, yeah, visually. Was, the, was this played on a Wii U? Yeah. Okay, so if you got the HDMI and it's automatically going to look shitty. Yeah. Like with Wii U games anyways. With Wii games? With Wii games. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it didn't look, I mean, it, it, like, it ran fine and everything, but it looked a lot rougher than I kind of remember. I think there's a lot of Wii games that I have this vision of a better game in my head. And I think it might also be a little bit where, with a lot of those Wii games, that I kind of don't want to go back and play them because I know I'm going to play them and be like, oh shit, like when we played Mario Kart 64 the other day. Well, I, I think like it'll look closer to how you think it looked if you played it like 480, right? Yeah. And like on a proper regular TV yeah. as it was intended. And HDMI on the Wii U, like, yeah, that's a no-go. Um, and that kind of sucks because I gave my Wii to my parents, so I don't really have a Wii to play shit on. I got my Wii U. Go um, buy a Wii Mini. No. I was always curious with the Wii U if you like hit the double point. Or like, you can also reset fucking system to run in 480 if you yeah. want to play Wii games. Which, but then you have to go back and set it back yeah. if you want to yeah. play a Wii U game. Which I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Um, played a random Munchkin. Uh, that, that was, was fun. fun. 
Uh, what did you think about Munchkin? As I liked being it. As someone who had never played it before. I think once once you get the flow of it, you get good cards. Yeah. Then it could be really fun. Yeah, you, you seem to have a rough time with it. Um, we're probably going to play some more tabletop stuff tomorrow, I think. Uh, close out the show. Uh, but I think the highlight of the night, as the highlight was last year, <laughs> um, was playing Johann Sebastian Joust. So... Jared was our man on the scene at the Joust tournament. So, so Jared, what, what 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 did you bring back from your report? Um, so they had a tournament. They had like probably um, there were like thirty teams. Holy shit! Um, the tournament was different from what we got to do during the okay. So, well, well, I guess for anyone who doesn't know, for anyone who didn't listen to the, the RFN Paxi stuff last year, which is probably the last time that we have talked about Johann Sebastian Joust on a podcast. Um, or maybe that was Ken Paxi. I don't know what the fuck. Who did what? Paxi last year. Um, but Johann Sebastian Joust is this game in which you have a move, each player has a move controller, and you can do teams, you can do like, you know, every man for themselves. And I think you can have up to 12 move controllers active at once. Wow. And you hold it, and you want to protect it so it doesn't move too much. Um, and there's classical music playing in the background, and the classical music is playing at a slower pace, then you have to just kind of move around, but you can't move too fast, or else, or else you'll, you'll lose. Fast, yeah. um, and you're kind of walking around protecting your move controller while trying to swat at other people's or somehow get them to fuck up and move yeah. and die. Uh, and then the, the pace will quicken, and then that's when you can kind of move quickly to like make an attack. Oh, that's when? Yeah. Well, shit. Um, and there's also moments where uh, they would just say freeze, and you would have to Freeze oh. what you were doing, and there were some beautiful moments when we were playing. We played uh, Every Man for Themselves, and there were beautiful moments where people would be like locked arm inside arm, <laughs> just frozen. And then the more impressive thing with that is that after they would unfreeze, they would untangle themselves and like go back to playing for another minute or two. Yeah. Um, but the tournament, how did they structure the tournament? Uh, I mean, the tournament, just the the main thing was that people were playing uh, teams of two. So they would set it up so you would have three teams of two um, go at each other. Um, it, it was fun. They had a bunch of rounds. Uh, it's Basically, you know, it ended up being in the finals that the best players were going against each other. And these are people who... You know, they're moving like crazy, like yeah. doing all kinds of crazy moves and still not getting out. Um, the way, like, one team won, like, someone, like, actually literally, like, fell to the floor and somehow, like, he tripped, or I don't think the other guy tripped him, but, like, he still somehow was keeping it, uh, held the uh, PlayStation controller, even though he just fell. He didn't, he wasn't the one that lost, even though he just, like, fell to there's part of me that I wish I just joined you and watched this. Yeah, because the tournament door was, it was like two hours long or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It was it was really cool, though. And then we got to go over there for free play, and we had a whole bunch of people with us. We awesome. had everyone that was at that fun Mario Kart Wii play, play time. We, uh, we went over and played some Joust. So it was about an hour they did free play, and I think we all got in a handful of games. And oh. it was just, it was a ton of fun because we'd have times where we'd be playing against each other. Um... And I think my favorite moment from that was how I, I tweeted about, you know, you know, Joust is fucking awesome. You know, Planet Pax East is great. And someone replied to me, just like, where? Like this hurried, rushed tweet. And then I was like, oh, you know, it's in this room by Handheld, handheld Lounge. 
all right, I'll be right there. And then when we were on our way back to the hotel, I checked Twitter and the guy, I saw this guy made it. I was just like, how did you get to play it all? He's like, yeah, I was in the last round. I'm like, so was I wound up winning. And then I realized that it was like, there was, there was a, a tense moment in that last game where it's me and this other guy, like going around, like fucking slap fighting. And it was this dude that I basically invited to the joust game, which was this wonderful, beautiful thing. And it's like, it's like, it, this is a lot of repeated of what we said about this game last year, but it's fucking incredible. And there's, there's nothing like having that kind of just, you know, a room in packs where people are playing this fucking game. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's like fucking tribal. People are, <laughs> are shouting, clapping hands, and everything <coughs> happens. And it's like just a really positive experience. And I mean, it's, it's, it kind of encapsulates like what I like about packs a lot. It's just people who don't know each other kind of hanging out. Yeah, very true. Um, I don't know. Uh, then we played Tower Fall a lot. Tower Fall is fucking amazing. Tower Fall is delicious as on a Nintendo platform. I got all my puzzle pieces except a few for Rusty. I'm bad on it. All average. done my shit. Good for you. Yeah. I've got 1,073 puzzle pieces on my 3DS, which Better I'm not proud of. I am not proud of that. <laughs> Did I think of how much time I spent just being like, R, 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 R. Pulling it down, yeah. Yeah. Wait, how many of you? Well, the, the, can't to get every puzzle number. right now, it is 1,073 puzzle pieces. Okay. That was an odd number. Aren't, uh, I don't know. Some of them are like 13 or 15, right? No, well, no, they're, they're all a grid. It has to be an even number. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Does anybody else do anything fun? Um, I ate really good overpriced pizza, but it was really good. I ate it twice. Um, uh, um, grits can be odd numbers. Yeah, but it's a thousand seventy-three. What? Yeah, no, grids can be odd numbers. Like, let's say there's three rows, five Yeah, if it's like row. seven by seven, it's 49. Gotcha. We are not mathematicians. <laughs> you two are. Everybody, every listener is like, what are the fucking Um. Yeah, I guess I didn't do too much. I, I was really focused on taking pictures and getting street passes. So. Yeah. Did you way, have fun? Huh? Did you have fun? I did have fun. I really don't like Bravely Default. Was your by the way? That was it. Um, yeah, and I think this might be our last uh, Mythos and Taxi. Maybe it's. Uh, we'll see how uh, late we get back. I'm mm-hmm. sure. I'm sure. I still have a microphone. It might sound different than these two do, but we'll probably have something to say tomorrow night. Sure. So goodbye. If this is it. <laughs> uh, yeah. See you soon. If this is something else. Oh. Um, and then yeah, check out. Com. Uh, tell your local service provider that the next taxi want to hear us. Yeah, right. on a stage. Tweet about fun. it. Yeah. Instagram about it. Tweet about the, tweet at the man. <laughs> Bake tweet, a pie and tweet like and Jerry personally. I like keep a hide a key in it so people can break into prison, right? Exactly. Yeah. Send a pie to a random prison. Um, and if you live in the New Jersey area, uh. I'm trying to organize a Joust play session somewhere in that area when the game comes out in May. Oh, so, you know, come by. 
for an open space, let me know. If you know one, buddy. You Wyoming controller? I fucking be on my be on eBay on my phone as I fall asleep, being like, "How can I get this shit in bulk? I have a month." <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that's a uh, Pax East 2014. 3:42 a.m. Two or three hours of sleep. Go to bed. More than All right. that. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Final night of PAX East 2014. Neil and Jared are gone along with Zach Kaplan, Billy, Anna, but we still got some people knocking about. We got a three-person panel tonight to talk about, I guess, our trip to general, PAX East this year versus other years, what we did today. We got Guillaume Veillette of Radio Free Nintendo. Oh, yes. I was the only Radio Free Nintendo representative at PAX East this year, and it really, it blew. Well, I mean, these guys are awesome, but uh, it blew not to have a panel, and... Uh, the attention know. feels good. Believe me. Well, I guess, <laughs> <No>. also, yes. <laughs> and we have, of course, Zachary Miller. Back again for the first time. So I think the thing I noticed about PAX this year versus previous years is that, and maybe because there's no Johnny, no James, no so-and-so, but it also did feel like a smaller show in general somewhat, uh, because there was no Nintendo, because Sony had an extremely limited presence, because Microsoft did, uh, because we didn't have a panel, uh, and it seemed like indies took the focus this year, which may be good, but it still results in a overall production that felt very small. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Um, I feel pretty good about it. No, I am. Um, <laughs> I'm I mean, okay with it. It was a little bit sad to just go from 
booth to booth and play these cool-looking, interesting, and fun-to-me uh, indie games and sure. then ask, well, okay, what is this coming out on? And uh, then I'm told, well, we are Microsoft developer. Oh, okay. Or Thanks we're kickstarting this. Right, we're kickstarting this. There's a lot of Kickstarters. Um, it, it just... And, and, you know, sometimes you do ask, okay, is this coming to the Wii? Is there any chance? And then you're told, well, no way in hell. Or, <laughs> well, uh, you know, maybe, which also means no way in hell. Yeah, yeah. So it's unfortunate. But I still, I played a lot of cool things, and uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we will get there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, speaking of Microsoft developer, I don't know if you noticed that this year, but, like... I would have thought there would have been a, oh, we're also putting this on PS4 in addition to PC. Mm -hmm. But a lot of indie games this year were Xbox One and PC. Right, but I, I think that maybe that was like one area where it was uh, Microsoft de developers. Uh, well, there was Soda Drinker Pro. Soda Drinker Pro. Well, right. That's uh, that's coming to Xbox One as the exclusive console experience. Oh, no. <laughs> We're missing out on Soda Drinker Pro. Yeah, everyone's missing out on Soda Drinker Pro, and also a game I'm going to be talking about later. What many people consider to be maybe one of the best games of the show below, which I waited an hour and a half to play. You're dedicated. That to is, game, sir. I am dedicated to video games that a lot of people say are really great, uh, regardless of what, whether it's AAA or otherwise. But that is also Xbox One, and as of announced last week, PC with no PS4 date in sight. But, so yeah, it seems like Microsoft is taking a bit of the indie focus back from Sony, and right. it seems like a smaller show than previous years. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if those indies won't be, you know, like, just... PS4 regretting it, while. because yeah. Sony does have the PS4 and the Vita, and they seem to be really promoting that. Uh, Microsoft only has the Xbox One, also the 360. Right. But 360's done. Yeah, pretty much. So, well, so is the PS3 mostly. Right. So Microsoft offers a smaller audience, and um, yeah, well, we'll see. But yeah. but the PS the Vita the Vita sales are in the toilet. It's sure. Almost, almost sure. a non-issue. So I think it's kind of like Sony's got the PS4, Microsoft's got the Xbox One. Yeah, but at the same time, I see a lot of... Uh, Independent well, of games you... do really well on Vita. Well, right. a, a lot of them do. You know, a lot of people at Nintendo World Report have both the PS4 and the Vita, and so they buy their indie games on the Vita, or, yeah, exactly, uh, on, on the PS4, just instead of, a, of Steam, even, <laughs> you know? Just because, well, I can buy this, I can play it on my TV at home, and then I can just uh, bring it with me, transfer the save file, and then... Uh, Play portably, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, sure, and uh, considering all of the hype Nintendo is putting into its independent developers for Wii U and 3DS, and I'm not saying it won't get there, mm. but it sure isn't there yet, and it sure was not there at this show. Like no. the Renegade Kid, who was basically segregated to a corner at the very uh, like yeah. front back. Yeah. Uh, like, I, couldn't, I couldn't find it, even though I kind of knew where it was. And then there were a bunch of ports, and then that. But it seemed like I'm not gonna hate the hate on the Wii U, especially. But I kind of wish the indie presence for Wii U was a little bigger. That's why we are going to have some preview content up. We are going to be talking about some Wii U or 3DS kind of games mm -hmm. uh, during this. Specifically, there weren't as many as there were on other platforms. No, definitely. And uh, just especially you're gonna see that tonight because uh, although I played a lot of games, I did not play anything Wii U and 3DS because not nothing 
really mm. came in my way that special. Zach didn't even go to the show floor that much today, other than to buy a poster. And, uh... It was half off. You know, no, I'm not knocking you, but <laughs> that's the state of the PAX East Nintendo presence. And But we also got Guillaume, who did play some kind of Nintendo stuff during the show. Do you well, want to... Sure. Yeah. I, I did visit the uh, Renegade Kid booth, and uh, I do enjoy Treasure Knots, which is coming out pretty soon in May. Yeah. And it's exactly like well, right we'll up see. my alley. It's, uh, we, we, we were talking about Treasure Knots a couple times in the last two days, and we... Neil thinks it's going to be much later. Yeah. Really? <laughs> uh, huh. Okay, well, I was told May. Uh, I, I only know what I'm yeah. told. Um, but the, uh, uh, no, it was fun. Like, it's, you know, a platformer, kind of like Mutant Muds. Uh, Jules explained to me that in the demo, you did have a double jump and stuff like that, but in the full game, you were going to have to earn it. Um, and he did mention... Oh, kind really? Of a, so he didn't tell me that. Yeah, he, he did mention kind of a Metroid or Castlevania type of progression. Uh, but the demo was just discrete levels. There were three levels and a bus fight. The term um, is Metroidvania. I <laughs> so you capture both. <laughs> fine. I went out of my way to avoid it. But um, So yeah, so that's promising. And also what's promising is that it's going to be co-op multiplayer. What? Really? Yeah. Awesome! I, I'm pretty Maybe. sure that was known. I, I, we might have even mentioned that last yeah. night. I didn't pay any attention. <laughs> Dude's turning me around on Treasure, treasure Notch right now. Yeah, except I, I I didn't even ask. I don't think it's online. Um, no, but sure. it is downloadable play. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah, like not everyone even needs a copy of the game. They just download it on their 3DS and then they can go adventure with you. And... Uh, so it was pretty cool because you had three different characters you could choose from. They all had the same controls and basic, you know, mm -hmm. skill set. Um, there was going to be way more. Like they were basically skins. Uh, uh, yeah. But the you did have three different weapons in the demo. You had a gun, kind of like in Mutant Muds. You had a sword, uh, which was pretty fun to use, uh, and you had a bomb. Uh, which can hurt yourself, of course, and also the other players. That's the only weapon that can back backfire that way. It's also more powerful. Um, but it, it should lead to, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, broken friendships. <laughs> it's all... And, yeah, and, you know, like the whole system, you collect tons of treasure, which kind of acts like the rings in Sonic, from what sure, I can tell. Huh? So when you get hit, you lose it all. You've got the chance to collect collected back they're easier to collect back than the sonic the, the rings and sonic yeah um, very contained yeah but the uh yeah lots of challenge and um i did actually feel like maybe the demo could only be played single player but some at some spots i thought wow i wish i had someone else to you know help me out here because there's you know too many enemies or uh, one of the later stages had this uh kind of it was called like the cursed level and you had this giant, these giant mm -hmm, uh, ghosts. ghosts just chasing you if you were taking too much time and not hitting this gem in the middle of the room. Um, so yeah, like there, there, there seemed to be a good variety of levels. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Would you say that's the best uh, Nintendo-focused game you've seen at PAX East? Yeah, it's... Uh, Any yeah, others the, that jumped out especially? Yeah, like it, it's the one that jumped out to me, and uh, but there, there weren't that many... In the first place, like I, I count maybe four or five Nintendo games that I played there. Right. So there was that. There was Swords and Soldiers. There was, uh, there was, uh, 
Moon, motherfucker. What? Moon was there. That's oh, yes. Focus. Yeah, while we're at the uh, Renegade Kids, uh, Renegade Kid booth, uh, there was the, the Moon remake, which I, I think I might actually uh, buy, because I I have the DS version, I did not get very far into it, it's pretty ugly at this point. Um, yeah. But uh, this one turned me around, it's very smooth frame rate. 60 the, frames a second? Yeah, yeah, even in 3D. And um, the... Um, the geometry and things like that kind of looked like an early 3D game, like 3D, like Quake. Yeah. But it's still, like, it, that looks good to me. Like, I like that kind of retro look. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And maybe the fact that it's episodic is going to ensure that I'm going to see it through at this point. Like, because it's kind of easier to make your way through a kind of bite-sized experience than, a, I don't know, a 12-hour single-player yeah. shooter. I like the idea that um, there could be a season two. Oh, yeah, that's like interesting. The, the first season will be a remake of Moon, basically. The first game, right? And then there could be a, a season two, which would be the sequels. Yeah, it would be the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, what else cool did you do at the show? I, I guess you can run down whatever. We we got some time. Yeah, well, the the only other. Nintendo developer that I saw there was no, um, and it was this game Blastin' Bunnies. It was just you know aim at stuff and shoot it. Aim at bunnies. They, they were cute and and, and all, but um, very basic. You know, it's just a kind of like a light gun game, except it was mm-hmm. controlled by uh, motion sensors. So uh, you move your 3DS around, you aim and you shoot, and that's all there is to it. Uh, did you want me to not move on from this? No, well, you okay. can keep going. I mean, I think I think we've had some good uh, Nintendo discussion. Yeah, well, the there there is also the, a game. It was it kind of surprised me, but Q Men Two by also by No, um, is it's a tower defense game. It kind of looked to me from far away like, oh, this finally the Wii U gets a uh, an RTS. But mm-hmm. no, it's just a tower defense game where you send out these units from your main base you you know you point at them and then you like you select your unit and then you send them somewhere they're going to walk over there they're they're going to take position and then they're going to defend your base from waves and waves of enemies uh i i did not hate it it, it was okay um but it remains a tower, know, defense, tower game. defense game and it was a little bit um it was not like the best looking game. It was very basic, uh, kind of crappy textures. Mm. And uh, the problem is that you play the entire like the controls are uh, touch, you know, touch screen only on the gamepad. So that's all you end up looking at, yeah. and it can be extremely small. And uh, you can zoom in and out, but it's just it's not optimal. The game is also coming on iOS and PC, and people are going to be able to play multiplayer against users on uh, the PC and iOS. Um, From either platform? Yes. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, the multiplayer is cross-platform, but it looks like something I'd want to play on a PC with yeah. a mouse. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and uh, just quickly, I'm bringing this microphone briefly to my computer to read a news story about Drinkbox Studios' next game oh, yeah. that was announced today. 
I, I'm just gonna straight up read the GameSpot news story quickly, and then we can talk about it. Guacamelee developer Drinkbox Studios' next game will be severed, a gesture-based combat game for mobile platforms, which includes uh, Anywhere It Works, which may be Vita, 3DS, Wii U, and even PlayStation Move Connect and Project Morpheus. It's you play as a one-armed warrior exploring an open world. You'll battle enemies by swiping the screen to execute different attacks and spells and gain their powers by attaching their severed body parts to yourself. As Drinkbox told Destructoid, Severed's open world and boss structure is inspired by Mega Man, while its combat is a mix of Infinity Blade and Punch-Out. And Mega Man. Yeah, well... By the description that you swipe at the screen, I gathered that it would be kind of an Infinity Blade kind of thing, but I hate Infinity Blade. Yeah, I know, me too. So, this isn't... This good isn't news for me. It's, uh, it's something Nintendo. <laughs> it's something Nintendo that's happening to someone. Maybe. Sure. But how is this going to do any good on Wii U if it's a touch-based crap? Just play it on the gamepad? Gamepad. Well, then why do you have a TV? Well, you swipe on the gamepad, but you look at your TV. Yeah, it's the kid across the way. I'm sure there's uh, all sorts of crazy swiping effects. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. So, now that we got some Nintendo stuff out of the way, we're still on you, Guillaume. Tell us some other cool stuff. I do kind show. of, in a way, like that concept. Mm -hmm. Like, taking special powers from enemies for, like, a friggin' arm and attaching to yourself. It's kind of a weird, macabre sensibility about that that I appreciate that I'm sure they're not going to go in that direction but whatever mm. alright well uh, some of the games I played there's this uh, little game called Ninja Senki DX uh, which is a, again right up my alley you play a little ninja uh, it's very you know 8-bit graphics and you throw ninja stars it reminded of me it reminded me of uh, Agoman 3? yeah like on the uh Retro, uh, game, retro challenge. game challenge. Yes. So uh, it's a little bit like that, but I think I heard someone. I'm not sure if he was talking about the same game. There were three games being demoed there, but I think he mentioned that the levels were procedurally generated. So you kind of go through them. It played really well, and I I would not have guessed that the uh, the levels were not pre-designed. Huh. So it might be a completely different game actually. But yeah, very <laughs> challenging. Very. Uh, I don't know. Right up my alley. I love Mega Man 3. <laughs> and uh, I played some uh, La Mulana 2. Is there a chance that that's going to come to Wii U? I'd really like it too. Doesn't seem impossible. It, it barely made its Kickstarter, I think. Uh, it's coming out on Steam first, right? Well, on PC. Uh, but playing the demo really made me want to play the copy on the Wii that I never played. And that I bought. So, uh, it, it just... Uh, Again, like that, that seems like a really cool 2D adventure game. Um, just explore uh, a dungeon and collect treasure and figure out some puzzles. I, uh, I wasn't very good at it. I died pretty quickly. There's lots of traps. Um, but now, like I, yeah, I've got. It's probably gonna be like the first game that I play back when I get back home. I'm just gonna get into Namalana, the first one. Um, I played some Boot Hill Heroes, and again, like, I I asked, the, like, this is kind of a very Earthbound-inspired uh, RPG. Those seem to be popping up lately. Yeah, like, well, the, the, just the style of the sprites, like, they're obviously, and just the way that you're 
all your characters in your party follow each other. It's very obviously inspired by Earthbound, hmm. and uh, it's um, an RPG based in the you know in the Wild West, and um, the the fighting system is not exactly like Earthbound though. It's more like it's got this uh, active uh, battle time battle system. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I asked, "Is this coming to the Wii U?" And I was told, uh, "Well, no way in hell. Basically, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. The team is too small." Um, but right now, I think that the it's, it's episodic. I think the first episode is already out, and uh, I think they were demoing the second one, um, and it was pretty cool from what I could see. And you can play it four players. Uh, it was designed so that you could assign each character to a different controller. Oh. So. Um, you know, and you could on the fly, basically, outside of combat, but still, while the the main player is walking around the town, the other players can still go into their menus and change their basic uh, sets, uh, set of skills. So, you know, if you're... I had, like, a kind of a Doc Helday uh, type of uh, character, and uh, he... Uh, I, I could, you know, fix other people, but then... You know, if there was another medic on the team, I could have been like, okay, I'm gonna drop all my medic skills, and I'm gonna, you know, have more offensive stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty well made. Um, and yeah, I guess that's the only stuff that really. Oh, Child of Light. Ah, oh, that's coming this that. month. That. It's no a, another turn-based uh, RPG, well, with kind of an active battle system. Two uh, D, also, right? Yeah, yeah. It's made with the Rayman Legend. Origins, Rayman Legends engine. Oh. Yeah, and you control this uh, this princess, this girl, um, and she can fly around. So it's basically like you, you know, you, it's just a matter of pushing. You just use the. the control stick to control her all over the place and she's also got this little uh i don't know like it's a light bulb really function functionally in the game you can use it to to light up stuff but uh you control it with the other stick so uh you kind of explore that way with uh moving her around and then moving the companion around to uh solve sort of puzzles i had to do some uh, what do you call those chinese uh puppetry or like shadow puppets oh oh sure yeah so uh i had to light uh foreground elements so that it would match up with patterns in the background um that was pretty cool and then the the combat system it was you know i nothing that out there uh but yeah like attack the enemies like attack their weaknesses uh use fire spells on the obviously icy enemies and vice versa uh, I got my ass kicked at the last boss, and uh, one of the neat um, touches that it does have is that during those uh, turn-based battles, um, you still have control of the kind of uh, light uh, yeah the light bulb sidekick, and you can use it like you can paint it over to your characters and hold down a button and um, uh, heal yourself. Or you can hold it over the enemies and slow them down so that you can have the chance to attack before they do and interrupt their attacks. Oh. So there's there seems to be a lot of strategy there, and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. So you you are going to get it uh, later uh, this yeah. month, probably? Cool. Yeah, definitely. So that, uh, that sounds good. Um, 
We did some other stuff during the show. Do you want to touch on maybe your favorite thing you did that wasn't uh, show floor business? Uh, well, there was Joust again this year. Uh, that that's was, always that was fun. Really fun. I tried yeah. that for the first time today. That, that that's a weird game because it's you got to learn the rules. Mm-hmm. But once you learn the rules, like once you learn that, okay. Uh, and uh, by the way, we should explain it's that PlayStation Move game where right. there's no television. You're basically dancing to the rhythm of this music, but you're also yeah. fighting. Just moving well, really yeah. moving or slowly. Okay, yeah. But basically you're trying to stop any sudden movements from happening to your PlayStation Move control while you're facing other people who are trying to knock it out of your hand and make you make those yeah. sudden right. movements. Like, the, the slower the music is, the more sensitive the Wii Remote is to movement, and the faster, when sometimes it speeds up, and that's when you're free to, um, you know, not run, but be more active and try yeah. to go knock the controller out of the hands of someone else. And, uh, yeah, it's tons of fun. It's so physical. You don't even have a TV around. You can play it anywhere. You can play it outside if you've got, a, you know, an outlet. Um, and, uh, again, it was super fun this year. I, uh, and I, you know, almost managed to win a couple. I didn't do so well last year. I played more this year. I was less shy, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> I did manage to be, like, one of the two people left standing at the end. But, uh, no, maybe next year. Sure. So, and so you would say that's your favorite thing? Yeah, probably. Okay. I would do that again in heartbeat. That was really fun. Yeah. It's coming out soon. I, I think like, it's sent off to submission somewhere. It's, like, super addictive. Like, each round only lasts, like, two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they just hand it off, and you're like, I'll, I'll stay again. It's, yeah, it's not more. two minutes. It's like 45 yeah. seconds, even with eight people. Yeah. yeah. And it feels like an actual sport. Right. And that, that's coming out soon as part of the sports ball collection. No, it was sports sport, friends. Sports friends. So it's okay. basically four sports games. I don't know if it's made by different developers or the I same. I think they are. Yeah. They're different it's, developers. It's, it's all cool sports stuff. And, and most of them are traditional uh, competitive games. But this one is right. weird, and there's nothing like it. Well, I'm not sure if any of them are really traditional, like the... Uh, well, it's new sports. Yeah, like there's this other one that's really cool, where uh, it's 2D, uh, 2D plane, and both players have this uh, pole jumping... Pole, pole vault. And uh, so, um, and yeah, like you try to use it to kick a ball to uh, in the other, in the opponent's goal, but uh, it... it kind of runs, you know, like in those games like Flop or, uh, you know, things like that where the controls are kind of bad and you're, you're expected to, you know, cope Deal with, with it. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of part of the game and part of the fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you use, in this case, the, the two sticks and you rotate them, like, whichever way you try to, to, to prop your character, you know, high enough to kick the ball and uh, it, it's hard to explain. Like, but you need to see a video. It's really, it's really fun. Yeah, it's uh, I guess if if you want to really look at it, Giant Bomb has done tons of video content with that game. It's mm. even if you go on YouTube and just look up Sports Friends, like that that seems like it's doing some really cool stuff with competitive multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, like stuff that's really out of the ordinary. It's not just another, I don't know, puzzle game. It's not just uh, another, you know down-to-earth sports game. It's not the Smash Brothers. It's, like, new concepts. And I think that together, all these disparate, um, you know, multiplayer games are going to be a ton of fun. 
inventive by any standard, regardless of whether you use yeah. the term indie or not. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you, Zach, you did not strictly play any video games today, I didn't but... play any video games today. I, I finished my Street Pass puzzles. I'm all done. I'm happy about that. <laughs> One of the goals coming to Pax Live. I really I really slowed down this year, but I, I have hit my five thousand um uh, street pass. I thought it stops counting after three. Yeah, no, I, I got a, a special achievement or accomplishment. Nice. And uh I got an accomplishment for two thousand different, you know, people in my plaza. So um That's awesome. Is it <laughs> It's a, lot, <laughs> it's a lot of wasted time, and uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't do it as much this year. It was not the constant distraction that it was uh, last year. That's probably good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, what did I do today? I just, um, well, I, I got to the show late because I had lunch with my uncle, and then I tried to figure out where you guys were. Uh, I tried to figure out where Neil and, and Zach were. And they met me um, in front of Wildstorm, which mm-hmm. looks stupid. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> no it, idea. It looks dumb. Um, <laughs> um, got a few photos in today, not too many. It was actually like significantly less crowded today, which was good. But also, like everybody who was probably cosplaying yesterday because it was so busy, like didn't bother today. Sure. I didn't get a lot of cosplay pictures. Um, what I really liked is we played a game called um, Resistance. Yeah, tabletop uh, game. Yeah, tabletop. And, um, oh, first we played Blockus. Have you guys played Blockus? I have not. Oh, that's fun as hell. It's from Quebec, apparently. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, you should play it. It's it's a big board that's a grid. And um, you have all these Tetris pieces. Um, and your goal is... You, your goal is to put as many of your pieces on the board as possible while blocking everyone else's attempts to move forward. Okay. Uh, can you only put them, like, at only edge the to extremity? Edge. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you could you could put... Um, so that's where the strategy comes in. It's kind of like sometimes when you feel like you're completely blocked off, there's an edge of one of your pieces that's free. Mm. Even though you're blocked off, you know, top and bottom side, but your edge is okay, and then you can sneak through. It's it's a fun game. Huh. It's uh, very strategic, but also you got to keep an eye on what everyone else is doing. Right. I think <coughs> it's like a PSN version. Oh, really? Yeah, you can play that online. <coughs> well, that's funny. Yeah. It's it's a fun game, and then we played Resistance, which is a game where nobody trusts anybody else. <laughs> um, you've got. As many people, I think up to like ten people. Yeah, we right? we had seven. We had seven. Point. Seven. Yeah. Zach didn't want to play, um, uh, and and so what it is is you deal out cards that show somebody's uh, alliance. They're either a spy or a resistance member, mm-hmm. and um, basically you're you're trying to figure out who the spy is by process right. of elimination. And the fun part is the back and forth. Like, I'm not a spy. I swear to God, I'm not a spy. You know, I think Alex is a spy. He's got a look about him right now. You're being real quiet, Guillaume, you know. And uh, it's it's really back and forth is a lot of fun. Right. And Although then with you, fewer people. Yeah. You know. Yeah, at some point you kind of uh, broke the code. 
it, it is very possible to break the game if you get the right sequence of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you get fewer spies than you do actual resistance members, yeah. and at some point, if some if things go too well for, yeah, like if if like if if resistance wins twice in a row, mm -hmm. it's pretty with five people. You pretty much know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to accomplish five missions, right? So, the uh, the majority of missions. The majority of missions. Yeah. Right. Um, Out of five. Right. So yeah, like that's most of the time the first mission is gonna get completed because even if you get a spy on the team, they he's don't gonna try. Yeah, he doesn't right away. Exactly, and so he's gonna yeah okay I won't sabotage this mission. But then the second one, if no one sabotages it, then you're okay. I think this is safe. I think we can stick with these you know three different people. And if it fails, then we switch one of them. Right. And uh, you know. Uh, so yeah, the, the odds were stacked against the spies, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. At some point, I tried to sabotage a mission right away. There were only two, myself and someone else on the team. So, you know, I was kind of setting her up, you know, to take right. her fall. And I almost pulled it off, but then yeah. I, I, I just made a mistake strategically, like choosing other people for another mission. Or I can't remember what happened, but I, I just made the, the wrong call. But I almost got away with it. I was, uh, that was a good moment. I really, really enjoyed messing with Anna. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was resistance, but I wasn't letting her know that. So, did you knew she was spy, basically, from the very beginning, right? Like, during that game? I didn't even care. <laughs> that wasn't the point. Zach was went total renegade. <laughs> you went total renegade. Like, even when you were resistance, you would fuck <laughs> with anyone indiscriminately. You got this invisible cat that I'm stroking. <laughs> But that, that game, like, it's uh, it's very simple to learn. Uh, not even that hard to master. If Well, I guess... With five people. <laughs> it, it's, it's, in a way, it's an intuitive way, at least. Yeah. And uh, if you see that, like, I'm surprised that's not big in, like, a Cards Against Humanities kind of way. Because that seems like a, a game a ton of people could have fun with. Well, there's a lot of stuff like that, though, right? Like the the mafia games or werewolf. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, werewolf was like that. I I never ended up playing it. Right. No, it's always you know like you try to be deceptive and hide the fact that you're you're one of the werewolves or, you know, uh, it, it's that type of interaction. Yeah, that that's exactly right. Um. So, anything else today? Oh, uh, you played some joust, but and you had fun with I that. I suck. I started jealous, but I did enjoy it. Um, God, what else did I do today? Um, I gamed the system to get Mountain Dew. How? Oh. By keeping my cup. Nice. Um, uh, that was pretty much it. I bought a, um, there was a table downstairs at the expo that was all weekend selling um, art books for video games. And there was a Super Sonico book there that was 40 bucks, and I was like, I'm not paying that much for a book that I can get on Amazon for like $23. So today I went downstairs, I was like, you guys having like a last two hours of the show sale? He's like, everything's 50% off. I was like, great, Sonico books, all sold out. Awesome! Mm. But I didn't want to leave empty-handed because they had a lot of cool art stuff, so I bought this Cheesecake Chun-Li poster. What is cheesecake as a term? I'm sure I could uh, Urban Dictionary really? it. But you've uh, you've said that a few times today. Y'all know what cheesecake is? It's not that terrific. I love common. cheesecake, but <laughs> probably not 
Cheesecake is <laughs> as opposed to beefcake. You know what beefcake is? No, I'm interested in learning though. Alright. Well, beefcake is that like strong dudes? <laughs> I know. She's part of the fandom. Grandma's man candy. Um, beefcake or cake, cheesecake is pinup art. Specifically girls. Specifically girls. And pinup art of men is beefcake. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So I like cheesecake art. Fair I enough. I just like cheesecake. <laughs> I like it's cheesecake the best too. Dessert. Yeah. Although there are some weird variations that are awful. Mm. True. And then you went to Omegathon. I you went to Omegathon too. God, Omegathon yeah. was a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. It's it was only not so what happened was like bags for an hour. Yeah. So Omegathon is basically this tournament that's running throughout packs. The final round is on the final day at like uh, at the very end of the show, like 5.30 p.m. Mm. And the final round, although it's usually some cool video game stuff, yeah, like I last year it was hoping for a video game. game. They often, I think, mix in uh, games that are not video games. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, specifically in the finale. I, I don't really remember it being uh, regular traditional games, but this year it was Cornhole, a game I didn't entirely understand well, the rules it's, to. It's actually called Beanbag Toss, but they called it Cornhole. Because they're right. Penny Arcade. I, I, I generally understood the rules to be, it's best if you get it in the hole, but if you get it on the board and it doesn't fall off, that's okay too. Right. Uh, and it would have been, like, cool, like, the practice rounds were pretty fun to watch, but it's, uh, it was such a one-sided game mm. <laughs> that it wasn't yeah, it fun. Was. Yeah, and even if it hadn't been one-sided, I just, it was not a highlight of the, the weekend for me. Oh, no, no. Yeah, it's, uh, but I guess, uh, before we move on to what I did, this was your first proper PAX that you didn't hate with people there and you experiencing PAX as it's supposed to. Yeah, it was. Are you, uh, so do you like this more than E3 as oh, a show? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> E3, you're there all day. You can't do, well, we're here all day, too, but you have to get up early every day. E3, you're there all day. You have to walk there. I don't get to do my meds. I don't get to eat right. You're up till two. Get up at seven. It's not good for me health wise. And here's the thing I fucking hate about E3. This is gonna sound weird. It's not the crowds, because I expect it. It's not the coverage, because I know that's why I'm there, what that I'm there to do. It's the fact that you go to Konami and you say we have a two o'clock appointment, and they're like, What? <laughs> Let's find somebody to show you our game. And like, it takes a half hour. Just, what do you make appointments for? I have other things to do. Right. Pisses me off so hard. But this was all about fun. This was all about fun. Yeah, especially since there weren't any Wii U or 3DS games. <laughs> yeah, we're just here to, uh, to play games together. Yeah. And uh, there's no expectations, right? Well, I mean, we're supposed to produce some content for the, for the site but it'll go be, up we'll uh, we're like putting something, something out you know. well, yeah. well, things uh, well this week I probably you're, you'll hear this next week uh, so mostly before and maybe a little bit after you'll hear the stuff we did during the show in written form in some fashion uh, but I'm glad you had a good time I'll in fact it. I'll probably do it again with PAX South and with PAX Prime, if you have friends, especially if you have friends, because it is a social thing, if yeah, you have the ability, better, yeah. you don't have to be, like, a journalist to get the top experience. Like, in fact, without having any preview obligations, 
if you have friends to go with and you're early enough to get a pass, you're probably going to have a better time than we did. And that's not to say we didn't have a great time, but mm -hmm. th that stuff's pure fun at PAX, if, especially if you know what you're doing. Especially if you love shit like Magic the Gathering, you can have a three-day Magic the Gathering fest. You can have three days of just talking to people about PC games, if that's what you like. You can have three days playing at a makeshift video arcade that feels like it came out of, like, the early 90s, late 80s. Mm. Uh, it's it's a great time that I recommend. Uh, but we're not closing it out yet, because I haven't talked about my stuff yet. Sure. Um, Neil and I, and uh, Zach Kaplan, but he did his own thing, we went early this morning to see the Royal Rumble PAX panel. And basically yeah, the point of that, that the point of that was it was basically this harmonics ran thing, and they're playing Royal Rumble, uh, something some kind of N sixty four wrestling game, and the way this works is it's a four player match. You're trying to knock people out of the ring, and as soon as someone gets knocked out, the next person goes back in. So it was basically all thirty people were going on and on and on. So it it oh, didn't wow. take up too too long. It like. 30 minutes. Okay. And uh, it had, like, Jeff Gertzman, Alex Navarro, who completely swept by the end of it because he is the wrestling expert on Giant Bomb. You had, like, John Drake. You had Dave Lang, who I actually got a picture with. He's the he's the Iron Galaxy, the dive kick guy. Um, I feel bad not really knowing any of these people. That's fine. I mean, it's industry, all, you, have, you have to listen to Giant Bomb, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's, Giant Bomb is, is the anchor of, this, of the point of this. Like, it, it was a lot of people who were Giant Bomb and a lot of people who, like, associated with Giant Bomb if you saw some of their uh, extraneous stuff. Um, <laughs> but it was it was extremely funny. It was extremely over the top. People were taking this N64 game so seriously. There, there was a promo video. Like, uh, Jeff Green and Alex Navarro had, like, luchador masks, basically. And uh, some people were ripping their shirt off. People in the audience brought signs. That was, uh, if Lang wins, we riot. Uh, another one was, like, Gersman 316. <laughs> Were there, did anyone bring lawn chairs just to, uh... You know? Someone threw a chair at some point. I okay. don't know if it was during the Giant Bomb panel or during this this panel. Holy crap. I think chairs got involved, and then there, there was a lot of uh, fake beer bottle breaking, like a lot of the thin glass just, like, slammed on Dave Lang's head. Uh, it, it was a hell of a panel, especially if you like Giant Bomb, especially if you like all these people. Uh, like, if, if you know a lot of personalities, like Greg Miller of IGN was there... Uh, there was, like, the guy who made Octodad, one of the main guys there. Yeah, it's the deadliest catch. There were a lot of people, and it, and it was a really fun show. Uh, I hung out with you guys, you mostly went over the other main stuff, and then I went on the show floor, I played a game called Roundabout. Have you guys heard of this? I haven't seen that. I don't know what that is. Uh, Enlighten it, me. It is a game where you are basically, it's like Crazy Taxi. Where you're you're a limousine driver, oh, and you're driving from point A to point B, and it's it's much of the same way. Where like you go inside of a circle, and you right. pick people up, you drop them off. Except this is like goofy because the limousine is constantly slowly spinning, <laughs> so so you're bouncing all over the place. It is like it is a top down kind of view. Except instead of the car driving forward. When you move, the car is constantly spinning back and forth, and you're oh. just causing wreckage and killing people the entire time. Okay. And uh, it's it's a goofy-ass <coughs> game, but what makes it even goofier is that all the cutscenes are full-motion video. <laughs> and it was like, it was like seven hours of full-motion video cutscenes go into this game, uh. and it's all these, like, regular-ass people just uh, acting really badly. I don't think if that's a good feature. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Like I, if it feels like you're watching era. public access, right? And I don't think that's an era that needs to be revisited, revived. Really. Yeah, I I think it's cool that someone's trying to do something different. But like yeah. a lot of these demos at PAX, especially indie games, a bit of repetition in the gameplay. Yeah, maybe. But, but maybe that's a demo thing. Like that's how Treasure Nos was in some ways. Right. Like, like, like most of the enemies yeah, were just crabs. I'm not gonna complain. Like, I, I always crave more games like that, and you know, Nintendo alone won't produce them all. So, sure, like that the indies fill that void. I, I have no objection. Sure. Uh, and that, that that was probably the weirdest, craziest game. I stood in line for an hour and a half to see Below, which is the new game from. I don't remember what they're called. They were they were right across from the Double Fine booth. Like, they were sharing it with them. Mm. Um, but it is basically a top-down view, camera very much pulled out. It's a roguelike Diablo-style game, but it's not like a... And, like, a, how a Diablo game is. Right. Instead, it's more of a... It's a, it's a more faithful action-adventure game that's just pulled out and, like, given a Diablo-style camera. Okay. Like, you have a proper sword, you have a proper shield... You have stamina uh, to sprint with, although that wasn't in the game. You're trying to kill enemies. It's heavily inspired by Dark Souls in that sense, where it's a, it's hard but fair. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was it, it's a crazy game because it's just anything can kill you at any time, and it's all randomized. But it has a clear narrative. Right. It was a very tight game. I'm looking forward to it. I wish it was coming to PS4, but it's... Or, I guess, Wii U is what I should be wishing for yeah, sure. as, as someone <laughs> who's doing the previews coverage at Nintendo World Report. Yeah. But uh, it was published by Microsoft. Oh, okay. So, I played those two games, and I played this other game called Hyper Light Drifter at the very end. Uh, I, most of these games I've been playing, like... I look on Destruct with an IGN to see what, what the awards were given out to, just see, okay, I should check out these three or four things. Mm -hmm. And that's like a Smash TV style game, except instead of shooting with guns, it's there are guns, but it's mostly focused on sword combat, like a, like a slasher beat-em-up. And it's top-down, and basically it's an arena where guys keep coming at you in waves and whatnot. Right. And that was pretty fun. Um, most of all, though... It, it feels like the last day of PAX. It uh, it it, it has yeah. that bummer feeling. That's like that that like, that small pit in your chest. Like oh, now I gotta say bye to these people I won't see for probably a year. Right. Maybe less if I'm lucky, but probably a year. Yeah. And then like it's all, and then like the experience I paid all this money to is now over. Even though it was a great experience, but it's a combination of all that those things coming to an end, yeah. and also just being tired. Yeah, well, usually also uh, I'm dreading just driving five hours back to Montreal, but this sure. year I avoided that by taking taking a vacation, so uh, that's good. Staying a little bit in Boston to see the sights. Are you guys still going to be driving on the way back? Because I, I noticed yeah. you guys do have a Canada car, so I, I yeah. assume you did. No, we're driving, but that's fine. It's better... I'm probably going to be fine driving five hours another day, but after a whole day of packs, that's a lot to ask. You'll be well-rested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel at the end of this, Zach, knowing that you're going to be on a flight tomorrow and it's all over? It, I mean, it's I'm happy to go home, but uh, it won't be... Final for me until I get all my stuff in my bag is by the door. Yeah. There's always that moment. That, that's the E3 moment for me. It's the OCD moment for me. I, I don't know. But you know what? 
We we all had a good time. We did. We uh we Zach and I had our first kind of panel experience. I played Kirby Air Ride for the first time. How was that? Awesome. That went well Is for it. Good? That, Isn't that a Sakurai really game? Cool. Yeah, yeah, it shows. It really shows. You look at the menus, and it's like, oh, wow, it's Undiscovered Smash Brothers. Nice. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Like, I, I remember back when it came out, I read IGN, and uh, they were like, oh, baby game, you only press one button. Yeah. And, uh, but I was surprised by how fun it was playing four players. And even with four players, uh, you know, uh, split screen, uh the action was super fast, like the frame rate must have been, you know, around 60 frames per second. And uh, the drifting, like, it's all about drifting, and the drifting really felt good. Hmm. I don't see what it, what there is to complain about the game. It was uh, very fun, but, you know, we only played for half an hour. Maybe with yeah. more time, I would have, I would feel differently, but I, I just had a blast playing that. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, but we all had a good time. Uh, we all we all got to meet some good people. We all met uh, CJ Player One Podcast. Yeah, uh, I went fun. to the Giant Bomb panel, which is something I'd wanted to do for a couple of years, and I never had the opportunity because I never uh, stayed in a hotel. That that was one of the big reasons. We all got to hang out for the first time in probably at least seven or eight months. For the first time for you in your case, uh, and it's it's all over, but it was all good. And I, th- yeah. I think that that is the closing message for this. Like, I wish I mean, it would have been better if we got two panels. It would have been better if Johnny, James, John were all here. Would have been better if Nintendo had been here. Sure. But based on what we had, based on what these three days were, I would say it was really great and really special like all of these NWR get-togethers have been. Mm-hmm. And that is how I'm going to close this out. So thank you, Zach. Of course. Let's do it again sometime. Thank you, Guillaume. No problem. It was fun. And that'll do it for tonight. Bye, guys. Bye. this before with an actual crowd right now, which is a crowd of us, and our guest, uh, Tim Chatton, right? Is that how you yeah. say your last name? Hold um, on. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is your first time at PAX. It is, yeah. Um, so what have you seen so far? I've seen um, some 3DS games. Um, Renegade Kid uh, has, I mean, like, uh, the, moon, the Moon Shooter. Yeah, Moon Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, so I never played shooter. the DS one. So yeah, neither have I. Yeah, we, were, we were talking about that probably on, I don't know if this is going to be that same episode, but we were talking about that. Yeah. Most of us got to check it out. And, but uh, Oculus Rift was the most yeah. fun thing. Okay, so oh, Oculus put me off. That. Yeah, it put me off because of the long line, and I, I don't like waiting on long lines. It's but, a bizarre line. Yeah. Like, it's handled really poorly, basically. Yeah. But fa- Facebook hasn't gotten to them yet. They basically say... Um, We've reached capacity, try back, and then once the line's like pretty much empty, they say, go, and just a mad rush. Uh, yeah, it's really stupid how yeah. it's handled, but it's mind-blowingly fun. Yeah, yeah so what, you, what was the demo that you played on Oculus? It was Couch Night. So this is basically, you're playing against the person next to you, 
you've got a virtual version of yourself sitting on the couch, <laughs> and you have a virtual version of them, and you have some, these knights who can shoot fireballs and swing their swords and shields. <laughs> and the bizarre thing is when that person brings their knight to you, you have that knight running on your arm and around your head. Oh, that's weird. And it's, it's really fun just looking around and it's being <laughs> immersed in this weird cartoon world. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like to check that out. I, I might make an attempt. I don't know. Anyway. I I think the what I'm most excited for is not this being hooked up to a PC, but handhelds eventually having a virtual reality yeah. that's all Let's in bring one the virtual setup. boy back <laughs> in a better way. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're here for business. We're playing some uh, Nintendo Wear. Very serious. We have some prizes. Um, our we're gonna we're aiming to do about two or three shows today. We have two copies of DuckTales Remastered and a, uh, a foam finger from Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Dual Destinies. Um, so whoever gets the farthest, or we might work it out where it's whatever you want at the end, um, we'll get that. But we're going to get right down to business. You have three lifelines. One of them will be Ask an Expert that doesn't know the questions already for the people here. We have <laughs> uh, in the wings, we've got Jared Rosenberg, Alex Kalafi, Zach Miller, Zach Kaplan. We might have more people showing up soon. Who knows? We are, we are in the... We are actually by the Arachnid Theater, which which we picked this for the location for a very specific reason. In that we were actually in this theater <laughs> a year or two ago. I think this is where we had Jeopardy. Actually, Alex, you're wearing the shirt right now. Yes, From it 2012. does. It does say Arachnid <laughs> Theater. Um, so we're uh, they wouldn't let us in, so we're just camped out outside. Um, but uh, so yeah, so it's it's ask an expert around here. There's 50-50. The other one will be. Run around hopelessly asking someone around here. I don't know Excellent. how that going to work, but uh, it might not be the one that you want to do. Oh, who knows? Um, so let's start off with 100, 100 points, 100 Nintendo points, 100 coins, whatever you want to call it. Reggie's. Reggie's. Uh, what Nintendo peripheral was bundled with Link's crossbow training? Is it A, the Wii Nunchuck, B, the Wii Classic Controller, C, the Wii Zapper, or D, the Wii U Gamepad? Uh, the uh, is that your final answer? It is. That is correct. Moving on, moving right along to 200 points, coins, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Who replaced Mike Tyson in later versions of Punch Out on the original Nintendo? Was it A. Evander Holyfield, B. M. Bison, C. Donkey Kong, or D. Mr. Dream? Read them back again. A. Evander Holyfield, B. M. Bison. C, Donkey Kong, or D, Mr. Dream? Or D or A. You do have lifelines. Let's uh, do the 50 50. We better not be D or A. <laughs> um, leaving you with B, M. Bison, or D, Mr. Dream? I'll do D, Mr. Dream. Is that your final answer? It is. That is correct. Excellent. <laughs> Evander Holyfield was the guy who Mike Tyson bit off his ear. Okay. So that's probably why you were like, hmm. Yeah. Like and I only played like, the Mike Tyson version as a kid. Yeah. So. Uh, well, all the virtual console versions are the Mr. Dream versions. Okay. Um, but I, since I played on a virtual console, I haven't gotten to Mike Tyson. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, cool. So moving on to 300 coins. What developer, or what developer person, is Responsible for Kirby's Dreamland, Meteos, and Kid Icarus, Kid Icarus Uprising. Is it A. Masahiro Tanaka, B. Masahiro Sakurai, C. Takashi Tezuka, or D. Michael Kelbaugh? This is the four hundred dollar, three hundred dollar question. Keep in mind that I had to make some of these up literally like five minutes ago because Andy didn't have a full game. 
you read them back one more time? A. Masahiro Tanaka. B. Masahiro Sakurai. C. Takashi Tezuka. Or D. Michael Kelbaugh. Is that correct? Is that your final answer? It is. That is correct. For 500 coins, which of the following was not a game released on Virtual Boy? A. <laughs> golf. B. Nestor's Funky Bowling. C. Teleroboxer. Or D. Super Mario 3D Land. <laughs> Well, I'd have to say Super Mario 3D. Not released? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Falling was not a game released. Super Mario 3D Land. That is correct. Okay, good. <laughs> and now for your first... Uh, if you get this question right, you will go home with no less than 1,000 coins, which doesn't really matter, so let's just keep on going. Um, which of the following is not someone employed by Nintendo today? A. Satoru Iwata. B. Shigeru Miyamoto. C. Gunpei Yokoi. Or D. Reggie Phil to me. Let's say uh, C is not employed by Nintendo. Is that your final answer? I believe so, yes. That is correct for 1,000 coins. C is dead. Don't know if the Yakuza thing really happened or not. It could have. I like to think it did. Yeah, like I think, I mean, they're, they're, I think there's pretty, it's a pretty well known fact that Nintendo was involved with the Yakuza, but not really sure to what extent. Um, for 2,000 coins, what is the exchange rate of U.S. dollars to 1,000 Wii points? Oh, boy. Is it A, $1, B, $5, C, $10, or D, $12? That is 1,000 Wii points. You know, I never owned a Wii. <laughs> oh. I don't feel bad about it. I have a Wii one. U. They don't have Nintendo points. They don't. They do on the Nintendo <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, read them off one more time here. A, $1. B, $5. C, $10. Or D, $12. Either one or ten. I mean, uh, yeah, they're not, they're not quite Microsoft here. Uh, who can I pull? Um, you can pick any of these experts. None of them know the questions. Okay. Uh, we're bringing in Jared Rosenberg for Second Lifeline. <laughs> Jared? Uh, the answer to that one, what they, it's, it's uh, 1,000 Wii points. 1,000 Wii points would be $10. Okay, I'll go with that. Is that your final answer? It is. That is correct. Way cool. to be Jared. <laughs> All right, 4,000 coins. Which of the following is not an enemy from the NES game Kid Icarus? A. Uranus. B. Urin. C. Keys. Or D. The Eggplant Wizard. <laughs> I would like. <laughs> this is a game not sanctioned by the Nintendo Air Code Conduct. As Zach, if you can't hear it, he's just shouting an answer. Whispering, whispering, whispering. whisper shouting. Shouting whisper. Uh, reason back one more time. A. Irinus. That is E R I N U S. B. Girin. G I R I N. C. Keys. K E S E. Or D, the eggplant wizard. P A G E G G P L A N T W I C R D. I'll go with B. B? Yes. Is that your final answer? It is. That is incorrect. Is it A? It was Keys. 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 Keys of the bats <laughs> from Zelda games. Gotcha. Well, um, I've never played a Kid Icarus. That's, that's yeah. You should change that. Uprising. I, I should. Game. 
And even the 3D Classics version of Kid Icarus, not too bad. It's better. Um, so, do you want a copy of DuckTales Remastered on Wii U, or do you want a Phoenix Wright Foam Finger? Uh, DuckTales. Then go ahead and take Excellent. one. Excellent. Thank you. And let's still play, because why not? Yeah, why not? Um, let's keep going. But let's just know, I will, I will notate here in this highly advanced Word document. <laughs> this is where I, I yeah, stumbled and fell. Got the 4,000 coins. For 8,000 coins, and now we'll just throw caution to the wind and just rock through <laughs> this, why not? Yeah. Um, it's, sure. a, it's a pirate panel. Um, in which Super Mario Bros. 3 world did Mario have to navigate among giant Goombas and Koopa Troopas? A, World 3, B, World 4, C, World 5, or D, World 6? You're not giving me the name of the worlds. Just no, just the world number. Let's go with World 4. Is that your final answer? It is. That is correct. Giant world. Or giant land, I think. Well, that would have given me the way. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, I don't know if they're referring. I think they might just be World 1, 2, 3, yeah. 4, but everyone okay. colloquial call, colloquially calls well, it like Grassland. the game, when it's going through the different lands, uh, it tells you what it is. Okay. Yeah, because I do remember the name of it. was like Skyland. Yeah. That was a fun world. Right. Yeah. Um, for 16,000 coins, which of the following is the most recent original title developed by Rare Limited for a Nintendo platform? A. It's Mr. Pants. B. Diddy Kong Racing DS. C. Viva Pinata Pocket Paradise. Or D. Star Fox Adventures. Star Fox Adventures. Is that your final answer? It is. That is incorrect. Ah. See, that's that's a trick. Because I thought they stopped after Star Fox Adventures. Star Fox Adventures was the last rare game published by Nintendo. However, they through THQ, even though they were owned by Rare, they made a couple Game Boy Advance and DS games. Um, and actually, they did work with they worked with Nintendo on Diddy Kong Racing DS. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Um, and Viva Pinata Pocket Paradise was the correct answer. Okay. Huh. Um, which is weird when you think about it. It's a yeah. Microsoft franchise it was published by THQ. <laughs> right. On on to the DS. I think it came out in two thousand eight. Huh. Okay. For thirty two thousand coins, how many years has it been since the events that supposedly took place in the only Street Fighter title released on the NES? A, 15 years, B, 7 years, C, 4 years, or D, they haven't happened yet. They haven't happened yet. Is that your final answer? Yes. That was incorrect. It's actually, it's called Street Fighter 2010. Oh. <laughs> so well, it's four years go. ago. <laughs> um, not really a great game. Um, but oddly enough, it was the start of that franchise. For 64,000 coins. Which of the following was not an NES controller? A, the NES Max. B, the Torch Pro. C, the U-Force. Or D, the TurboTouch 360. B. Is that your final answer? It is. That is correct. Yeah, the U-Force is that dumb Kinect thing where it's like it's basically <laughs> like a theremin, but for an NES there controller. Um, the NES Max, I think that was... Anybody else? Okay, That's the joystick one. Yeah, right? Right? I know, because yeah. these are Andy written questions at this point. So... <laughs> And I know the Turbo Touch is the one that had the dumb touchpad. I think I had a Genesis version of that or something. Yeah. Or even my game more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think. Oh, no, no, you guys are here. Yay. Um, the Ring Boomerang weapon is obtained by defeating a Robot Master in which Mega Man game? A, Mega Man 6, B, Mega Man 3, C, Mega Man 4, or D, Mega Man 10? Mega Man 10? 
that your final answer? Yeah. That is incorrect. <laughs> Once again, I'm not a nerd. Yeah. Did you know yeah. that, Zach? Yeah. Okay. Four. Okay. Once again, you're there being like, keys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the last WiiWare game to be released in North America? Is it A, Gear Drive Legends, B, La Mulana, C, Retro City Rampage, or D, Burger Time World 4? At this point, anyone else can jump in. Wow. I think they know it. Oh, Retro City Rampage. It's La Mulana. What's the last four games? The four games are Gear Drive Legends, La Mulana, Retro City Rampage, or Burger Time World 4. Let me go with Retro City. So, so, what, so you're saying Retro City. Retro City. Retro City. La Mulana. La Mulana. <laughs> these, are all, these are all WiiWare games. Hey, so you're going Gear Drive Legends. I'm going to say La Mulana. Retro. Retro. Zach's the only one who's right. Zach Kaplan. Gear Drive Legends. Gear Drive Legends came out like last year. What? <laughs> It came out on WiiWare like last year. It, it was like one of the Nintendo downloads. Retro City came out last year. Retro City came out, I think, a year. Yeah, it came out last year, but it was before this. Okay. I don't have the exact date written down, but I, I remember that. <coughs> keep going, keep going. Um, it's better, but what was the one, Deer Basement? Or whatever? Yeah, we that? called the episode yeah. that, but I forget what it was. I think it might have been that game, actually. I'm not, <laughs> not sure. Um, Excluding virtual console titles, which was the last Nintendo system featuring a game starring Bonk? A man. Bonk? A, the original <laughs> Nintendo, B, the Super Nintendo, C, the Game Boy Advance, or D, the GameCube? So an example of such a game? Is it called Bonk? Like, uh, it was a, a TurboGrafx-16 game originally made by okay. Hudson. He's a caveman. He has a big head. Okay. I have no idea. Does anybody have any idea? What are, what are the answers? It's a NES, Super Nintendo, Game Boy Advance, or GameCube. I think Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance. It's GameCube. Wow. There was going to be a Bonk game, a Bonk Brick Extinction, that I actually played a demo of. Um, yeah. It was coming to WiiWare, I think it was going to be XBLA and PSN, um, but it ended up getting cancelled because that was when Hudson got bought. And so that game, as far as I know, is like done. Oh, huh. hmm. Yeah. More you know. It actually didn't look bad. <laughs> and okay, the asinine million, million point question. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which Nintendo 64 snowboarding game was developed by Boss Game Studio? Wow. A. Twisted Edge. B. 1080. C. Sean White Snowboarding. Or D. SSX. A. B. B. I should I should have made those answers better. I'm glad we didn't actually get to this legitimately because I just saw the asinine specificity of the question. I was like, yeah, that's probably really hard. That's really easy. <laughs> That's a terrible one. Yeah, yeah, it's Twisted Edge. Twisted Edge, check out. No, no right. Snow Kids is an option. Right, give me. Snowboard Kids. <laughs> okay. They should. All right. That was a lot so of fun. now, uh, Alex or Tony, who wants to be up first? Okay, so we are going to do a quick switch over. We're not going to turn this off. You're just going to get this all raw and live. It's Pirate Panel. Pirate Panel! Right. Oh wow, that was that was the, the glare. Sun. It's yeah, like, it, that's yeah. part of the pressure. It's, it's part of the yeah. pressure. Yeah. It's like uh, um, we are Aussie Germans. Can, I don't know. Oh sweet. Do, or you can okay. All right. So Zach, take over. Are you ready? No. Let's do this. For 100 <laughs> Reggies, what color are Mario's red overalls? Blue, 
red, turquoise, or yellow? The, the definition, well, the question is what game are we referring to? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say blue. Wait, the red overalls? But the red overalls, so they're red. They are red, yes. Good. <laughs> Good. Zach, you should introduce the guest. Oh, yeah, introduce the oh, guest. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up, Alex? Yeah. Uh, Tony? No, it's Alex. Okay, Alex. It is totally Alex. Alex, what have you been doing today? Uh, hurting my legs further from after last week, yesterday's walking around the, oh, yeah. the panels. Yeah, my feet hurt. Playing a few games. Wait, just, so, just so the people listening to this know, uh, Zach's not being an asshole. Alex and Tony are identical twins. <laughs> where he's like, I don't remember your name. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, he, uh, the other Zach got it. He looked at us and goes, Tony and Alex. So, yeah. He flipped a coin. In his head, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, keep going. What is the name of the hero in the Legend of Zelda games? Link, Zelda, Chameleon, Rice Boy. Oh man, Rice Boy. Uh, no, 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 it's Link. <laughs> Link, yes, correct. Alright, for 300 coins, Reggie's. What is the correct name of Godzilla? Nintendo's gorilla character. Mighty Joe Young, King Kong, Donkey Kong, or Donkey Kong. I love me some Donkey Kong, but it's definitely Donkey Kong. It is Donkey Kong, correct. For 500, what is the name of the bulletin board-like service for many 3DS and Wii U games? Mario.net, Miiverse, Nintendo Wi-Fi Connection, Wii U Live Arcade. Oh, it's B. It's the Miiverse. It's the Miiverse, correct. So, this is a thousand Reggies. This is your first bench. Oh, man. <coughs> Are you ready? My body is as ready as it's going to be at this point. <laughs> the Game Boy Player is an attachment for what Nintendo console? Game Boy, N64, GameCube, or Wii? So, is the Game Boy Player? Game Boy Player. It's going to be for GameCube. It is for GameCube. I keep forgetting the final answer thing. <laughs> 2,000 Reggies. Which of these games came with a Nintendo published strategy guide? Super Mario World, Earthbound, Fire Emblem Awakening, Pokemon Battle Coliseum. Is it Earthbound? Huh? It's Earthbound. Final answer? Yes. Correct. Crash and Sip stickers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Terrible marketing that game. <laughs> Yeah. Also not very good. Oh wow. Yeah. Those I are said some fighting words. Good thing you're over here in the, the depths of the pack span. <laughs> so for four thousand Reggies, which of these iconic Batman villains is not in Arkham Origins? The console game, not the shitty video game. <laughs> Joker, Bane, Killer Croc, Poison Ivy. Also, let me tell you how we're doing lifelines. Expert, or 50-50, or go ask somebody. <laughs> For real. We haven't used that. We haven't Nobody's used that, used that yet. <laughs> Probably because they don't want someone chasing it down with the, with the recorder. Uh, Tim failed to use that one. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Who isn't? Who's not in Who is Arkham not Origins? In? I think that haven't. <laughs> that's going to make things complicated. Well, that's uh, good. It's not good. 
not, it's not a good one. And I, I, I know one of them, is, which one is not. But, oh, which one is then? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to ask for uh, ask an expert, i.e. The, the, the peanut gallery. you got to choose one of us. Oh, I, one I, of them. I, screw it. Ask everybody yeah. who played the game. Let's well, ask who, Neil. Who has played oh, the Neil, game. yeah. Well, he saw the questions. Yeah, who, yeah. I actually, I, 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 to be completely honest, I don't remember any of them. I just glanced at them and was like, oh, Zach's up to his so, own tricks. Yeah, so. Which, Zach wrote these. All right, so, so what was it? What was the question? Which which of the following characters is not in Arkham City Origins? And, uh, not Blackgate, Blackgate, right? In Bla no, not no, Blackgate, no, not Blackgate, the, the actual console. console. Okay, the console one. All right. And, and uh, the actually, not in. It was Blackgate. Yeah. Okay. It was uh, it was Joker, Killer Croc, uh, Bane. Bane, and Poison Ivy, and I know Joker is in it. Some yeah. So. <laughs> I played that game, but I. Oh, God. For realsers? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arkham Origins Joker is totally in it. And I know, so it comes... I Killer Croc is, is in it? So I'm, I'm, <laughs> no. so I'm going to say it's, it's gotten between Bane and Poison Oh, Ivy. yeah, 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 it's Poison Ivy. It's yeah, Poison I, Ivy. I was thinking it was Poison Ivy. Killer Croc had me hung up. Yeah, I was, I was, him he's Bane, the Bane first dude you fight. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to say Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is this is where it's getting real. Well, it's already gotten real. Eight thousand <laughs> Reggies. It's not actually called Superman sixty four. What is it called? Superman Brainiac Attacks. Superman the New Adventures. Superman the Animated Series. Or Superman Metro Metropolis in Crisis. Cover just said Superman, if I understand correctly. Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> no. no. I'm actually checking this right now because I kind of doubt it slightly. <laughs> Wikipedia tells me otherwise. Yeah, the box doesn't even have a title on it. I see, I told you, there's a <laughs> Superman on it. You're kidding me. Yeah, just no, a picture it, of Superman? Yeah. That is stupid. I just expect that the image is just good enough. Yeah, <laughs> However, how, how, how I, I, I can I can confirm the validity, there is the validity um, of it is. I'm going. Let's see. What are they again? Brainiac attacks. The new adventures. The animated series. Metropolis in crisis. You still have two more. Okay, so I'm going to go. I'm uh. I'm going to I'm going to say yellow on this. So I'm going to go with uh, Metropolis in crisis. The last one. The final one. Superman The New Adventures, often referred to as Superman 64, oh. is a 1999 adventure. <coughs> was there even an old adventure? <laughs> well, because well, it's based on the cartoon show, which is I, called I, Superman The New Adventures. Yeah, because it was definitely not going to be Brainiac Attacks. Oh, is it attacks. called The New Adventures, the cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely not going to be Brainiac Attacks, because Brainiac's not involved until the very end of the game. But it doesn't even <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm getting at. But it's not like I care because like, Superman 64 is a terrible game and no one should ever play it. It's like Star Wars and New Hope. There are games that are good and there's games that are bad. They're so bad they're good, and then there's games that are bad and no one should know about it. And that's that one of them. Hey, hey, you know how Carmageddon's coming back? Apparently, these guys, uh, Titus Software, they work on Carmageddon 64. Well, Titus also worked on one of the, my uh, fun, uh, favorite moments in 64, which is watching Virtual Chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then sometimes for some reason... Worms World Party, they brought that to a system? They brought that to a thing. Yeah. 
Well, we're gonna we're gonna keep playing yeah. even though you. Even though I obviously. That's failed. how we're rolling. I'll I'll get my one thousand Reggies and walk off. Yep. Actually, I think eight, oh, 8,000 is the. Was the next level? Yeah. Okay, so for sixteen thousand Reggies, which of these bands did not get their own Guitar Hero game? Oh, Metallica, <laughs> Van Halen, Aerosmith. Green Day. Are you really? That, that actually is an easier question. No, which is, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, Metallica didn't get their own game. No, they didn't get their own game. No, there was Green Widows. Wait, no, no, was it Guitar Hero? Or? Guitar, oh, didn't get so a guitar easy, right? Hero. Yeah, it was a Guitar Hero. It's, uh, it would be Green Day. Because Green Day got a band, they got a, uh, got a rock band. Though. Correct. Well done. 32,000? Jeez, this thing is funny. <laughs> Microsoft Surface everywhere. Yeah. Cha-ching. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> What's the name of the final boss in Turok Dinosaur Hunter? Ah. Mm, there's a that question. Tobias <laughs> Bruckner, Oblivion, the Campaigner, or the Primogen? I almost remember this hearing this from, I think, two packs, uh, packs of ago. It reminds me of it was a weapon question. There was a Jeopardy question, I think. The Jeopardy question is very similar to it. Uh, I was, I would, well, everyone's free to guess since I obviously failed. So, yeah. uh, True. I think it's Let's Bruckner. It. I think Bruckner's the villain. I think, I, 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 I don't know if that's the final boss, but I know, I'm pretty sure Tobias Bruckner's the villain in the series. What was the second one, the second thing, the Obliterator? D. Uh, the obli Oblivion. I was thinking it may have been Oblivion, but that was, but no, I'm thinking of like a, like your weapon that was something Zach, like you don't have a good poker face. Good thing. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I think it's Tobias Bruckner, and you just look at me and shake your head. <laughs> Imagine if he was like completely shrouded in, in like yeah. a shadow. No I'd, one would be able to figure a, out what the answer is. I'd make a terrible Reggie on the real show. <laughs> you idiot. Don't be mad. How many hosts have they had since then, anyway? Like four? Seven? I don't know. Only, everyone always remembers the big host, which is Reggie. But well, I kind of wonder Regis. if even Regis. Regis. Yeah, Reggie. I wonder Reggie if Regis, Regis even knew the answer to before. Reggie would be amazing. <laughs> Play the Play game. Play the game. <laughs> Answer the question. Anyone else have any guesses? You think Primogen? That sounds cool. <laughs> what was C? The campaigner. Someone should just pull a lifeline, just run to Jules really and ask dumb. the question. Let's go with that. Someone just run over to Jules and ask the question <coughs> and see if you can answer you on the spot. Okay, Tobias Bruckner was the villain in the reboot tour off for GameCube, Xbox, PS2, which was terrible. All right. <laughs> He rode around on a cybernetic T-Rex. I do remember this. Uh, Oblivion's the boss of the third game. Oh. Campaigner's the boss of the first game. All right. Primogen's the boss of the second game. Oh, God, that is a shitty See, question. Sequel is better. <laughs> sequel is better. <laughs> you want to know, uh, uh, I guess, a fun fact? I uh, do. Because I, uh, I, th I think we actually talked about this on um, a mm -hmm. recent episode of Connectivity. Um, about how Jules was actually on the design team for Turok 1.5. Yep. But then that wound up getting somehow turned into Iggy's Wrecking Balls. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was about, it was about like dinosaurs in, in snow, like yeah. in the ice Arctic area, and they were modified to be like ice based really? dinosaurs. Yeah. It sounds awesome to be honest, <coughs> but you know, some things are just not meant to be. Yeah. We got a Super Monkey Ball game. Alright. So for 64,000, what's the name of the new virus? Introduced in Resident Evil Revelations. T Abyss, Terragrigia, T Marine, T Zenobia. <laughs> Zenobia! I think it's B. No, it's, it's, it's the Abyss virus. Yeah, yeah I, think it's, I think it's Abyss, but Terragrigia is the. That's where it like, takes place with the setting. Terragrigia is where the. 
and Queen Zenobia is the plant is the actual ship in which it was taking mm-hmm. place on. Okay, so yeah, it's Key Abyss. Key Abyss, yeah. yeah. By the way, like that game, um, good ass game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say the, the yeah the re- when they released it for HD versions, they like didn't improve the movies at all, so you could nope. see like the everything looks nice and crisp, and then all of a sudden cutscene everything looks like crap. So is it, is it better on the 3DS? I would highly recommend it for the 3DS above the other versions. Yeah, it's probably okay. cheaper too. Yeah. yeah, I think it's uh, it's twenty bucks on the eShop. At a, at, I, I think it was on sale really? for even cheaper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Biggest biggest yeah, Revelations tra- is definitely a solid game. The yeah, biggest tragedy is that Operation Raccoon City outsold it. Ooh, that's hard. So for one hundred and twenty-five thousand, which of these actresses has never portrayed Mortal Kombat alum Sonya Blade? Ooh, we're going meta here. Hey, Gary Ryan, aka Seven of Nine. She totally did. B, Bridget Wilson from Stuff. (laughs) She's totally been in at one point in time. She wasn't going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was totally, she was in the movies, I think. Uh, C, Sandra Hess, who I don't know who is. Or D, Carrie Hoskins, who I don't know who is. Or maybe Jerry Ryan didn't do it. I don't know names. Because if you have two names that you didn't know who they were, I'm, I'm going with A. I only watched the first one, and that's the only one I really cared for. So I wouldn't know anyone else, really. Cameron Diaz would have been... Would have been terrible. <laughs> be like Charlie's Angels, but they're all, they're all Sonya Blade. <laughs> what do you guys think? Any guesses? I'm going with A, Jerry Ryan. A. Sandra Hess? No, I, I, I think, I almost think Sonya Ryan would. Because I think Bridget Wilson played her in the movie. Carrie, Bridget, on. Sandra, Carrie. It's A or B because you wouldn't have names that you don't know have be in there. Wouldn't I? <laughs> wouldn't I? I would say A, a because if, if, someone, if there's yeah, somebody nobody... A. A. a? Okay, so Jerry Ryan portrayed her in that web series. Ah. Oh. Shit. Bridget Wilson portrayed her in the first movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bridget Wilson. Sandra Diaries. Hess portrayed her in the second terrible movie. And Carrie Hoskins has never portrayed her. Where did you get that name? He is a uh, mocap actress for a different character in Mortal Kombat. You're a jerk. That's, that's <laughs> dude, this is This is something man. This is something, you, you use lifelines over this. But <laughs> <laughs> same time, who would know that, char- that particular actor? Indeed. Oh, we're almost done. 250,000. What beats Tunnel Rhino? Frost Shield, Acid Burst, Triad Thunder, or Gravity Well? Wait, wait, what was the person name? The drill, drill Rhino, you said? Tunnel Rhino. Tunnel Rhino. That's uh, that's X three. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it's not Gravity Well. So Gravity Well is from Gravity Beaver. You think it's Acid Burst, Tony? This was Frost Shield, Acid Burst, Triad Thunder, Gravity Well. Well, it's uh, yeah, Gravity Well happens to someone else in that game. Uh, the thing that's Crystal Snail? No, Crystal Snail was in the second one. You know too much about Mega Man stuff. But we have, trust your brother here. I'll, I'll say Acid Burst because Tony, I have to trust, and I can't kill him from over here. Acid Burst is correct. <laughs> X3 is the least is my least played Mega Man X game, and that's saying something. Oh no, seven and eight are, but. Oh yeah, X3, I've never played either one. If you, have, if you ever play the X collection, X3 yeah. is not recommended because they play the PC version and all the music is off-key. Much like how 7 oh. is terrible on the Mega Man Anniversary collection, 
and everything sounds like they're, they're screaming in your ear while you're playing. Yeah, that's a problem with that. Seven is terrible anyway. It's not the best, yeah, it's definitely not. good animation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's all you can say. It's, it's and, got, the and the D-Mate has been at one cut. Dr. Wiley. You must have attacked Dr. Wiley. <laughs> Oh, you was up with Mega Man? I recommend anyone who's played 7 and 8 to play the D-Makes. It's free online. Those D-Makes to play an 8-bit style. I've heard oh, of them. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. They play like, you know, Mega Man. Nice. 500,000. Which of these monsters in my pocket toys... I'm out. ...was, dis <laughs> was distributed exclusively with the NES game? Swamp Beast. Gollum. Blemmies. Or the Invisible Man. Well, does anyone well, remember those toys? Exactly? No, I, don't I don't remember the toys, toys exactly, but awesome. I, I remember I'm seeing it on Nick Arcade, and that's pretty much my extent of knowledge for this game. Nielsen's Blemmies. Um. Well, Swamp Moss isn't Swamp Beast. Like, no, that's Swamp. Did everybody get the Invisible Man? Oh wait, no, it didn't come. It couldn't tell. It was in there. No. Ah. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I honestly think it was Swamp. Wait, no, the Swamp. Swamp thing is an actual thing, so yeah, I would no. say that's definitely not counting. What was yours, Neil? Blemmies? Blemmies. Just, I don't know. C sounds good. Blemmies sounds, Blemmies sounds like a thing. Blemmies is right. There yeah, go. there you go. Yeah. Repressed childhood memories coming back. I never did anything with monsters in my pocket. I think I wanted it when I was a kid. I love monsters. I never got into it. In hindsight, I'm really proud of my parents for not making get involved in certain things. Because yeah. I realized how bad they were. <laughs> and yet you're in a Mighty Man. Did you ever play Jake the Coon on the PlayStation 1? I, sound, yeah. I always Isn't, kind of wanted Jake to. just... Uh, Digimon also was... ran for Pokemon. Think... Well, they, all, they had a box like Tamagotchi, and you connect them with another Digimon, and yeah. like recess, you do battles really? with each other. Yeah, it, wasn't, everyone it wasn't all about Monster Rancher, anyways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put some Metallica in there, get Swayzo, or whatever it is. <laughs> Alright, the million pointer. Here's the million just for you guys. Oh, my, just for us. In this little known DS clone, Pokemon DS clone Dinosaur King. <laughs> Which of these dinosaurs could be easily defeated by Spinosaurus? Triceratops, Iguanodon, Tyrannosaurus, or Stegosaurus? I'm going to go with the T-Rex. Spinosaurus. Spinosaurus? C did me right on the last one. What was the final order again? Who could Spinosaurus beat? Oh, who would Spinosaurus beat? Triceratops, Iguanodon, Tyrannosaurus, Stegosaurus. I'll just go for Iguanodon. It's not going to cool it. Iguanodon. T-Rex. Oh, uh, I see. T-Rex. Stegosaurus? Is that even Stegosaurus. an answer? Stegosaurus. 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 It's, it's, it's T-Rex. Spinosaurus oh. is a water type, T-Rex is a fire type. Uh, of course they make a T-Rex fire type. By the way, we're probably, <laughs> yeah. if we're going to hear that game coming out at all, the sequel is probably going to be a E3. That's yes. okay. No, the, that ne no the, next, uh, the, the next Fossil Fighters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, that's already out in that's Japan. Out in Japan. I wish those games used real dinosaurs. Alright, well, well before, uh, before we switch you for your brother. Oh, what? Do you want uh, <laughs> DuckTales Remastered or this Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney? What if we have whoever scores more between yeah, them two first? Ooh, okay, like okay, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I got 1,000 because I failed on, uh, failed on that one question. I must warn you, I'm not as knowledgeable as my brother. That's, that's, that's a little So familiar. ask more questions about obscure yeah, entities before games. <laughs> <laughs> More Toros. Is, <laughs> I no. so. Who was yeah, the I mean, final boss in Dark now. Rift? Oh my god, there's a screen to move it. What was the developer of the original Pilot Wings? Alright. Ouch! Oh. Hey everybody, Alice Kalafi here, and I will be the final host for today's Nintendo Wear at PAX East 2014. 
Joining me for this final segment, Tony of ThirdRateMinion.com. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm a little tired, but that's expected. You're doing well. You're doing well. I'm doing well. Doing well. Doing well. <laughs> I'm being told in my ear to say, well, not good. How was the show between It's been okay. Um, a lot of, lot of people on the show floor. A lot of talking, a lot of games, a lot of good stuff. And now I'm here. The normal PAX East. Yes. <laughs> so as you've just heard, we've just raised the stakes. So I, I whoever hear. scores more in this final round will get to pick first between the Objection Foam Finger and the DuckTales Wii U game. I saw, Physical I saw two Phoenix Wrights today. Two. Yeah, I, saw two. two I saw two Lightnings by a Phoenix Wright. Wow. I think one of them is a female Lightning, too. Nice. I saw a gender swap Booker Smith, Booker Smith, and it was awesome. Did they have a gender swap to Elizabeth to go with it? No, but I got, I got Elizabeth. I'm sure there's a gender, gender swap of everything at some point in time. <clears throat> the universe is, you know? Are you ready? As ready as I am going to be. For 100 Nintendo Fun Bucks, <laughs> it's Nintendo. dangerous to go alone. Take this. Where is this? Uh, actually, no. What is what is being taken? Right. Wind sword. A. <laughs> you gotta wait for the questions. It's, it's, it could be A, vibrator. Oh, no. It could be B, wooden sword if you want. Oh, good. Uh, C, pump and circumstance. And D, coupon for a free small blizzard. <laughs> I'm gonna go with B, wooden sword. Final answer. Correct. Yay! 200. Which of these is not an oft-repeated quote from Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes? A. A walking tank? B. Colonel, what's a hind D doing here? Snake? Snake? Snake! <laughs> or D? You want me to you want me to tell you about Reggie Ledoux? How about I? Reggie Ledon't. Something <laughs> <laughs> like a Kevin Hart. Ooh, I see never played this game. So you know if it's a joke or not. Can <laughs> you repeat it again? A, a walking tank. B, Colonel, what's a hind D doing here? C, snake, snake, snake. Or D, you want me to tell you about Reggie Ledoux? How about I? Reggie Ledoux. Um, I'm going to go with D. Wait, which one of these is not or is? It is in, D is in fact the correct answer. Okay. <laughs> that is actually from Zach's True Detective fanfiction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> 300. Link is so humble. When given the chance in the desert to make any wish and link to the past, what does Link wish for? A, for the temple door to open. B, for Zelda's cup size to triple. <laughs> C, for Ganon to suffer a deliberating stroke, or D, for motion control? Um, I, the, for the doors to open. Phrase for the doors to open. Correct. <laughs> now, at the end of the, of the uh, though, even though he's meaning well to open the gate, he also wishes for Fultures to take over after uh, you, get, you finally get the game, so it's not all good. No. <laughs> uh, 500. What is Simon Belmont's primary weapon in Castlevania? A. Retractable claws like Wolverine. B. A whip. C. Exploding chicken McNuggets. And D. Chuck Norris. Mm, well, depending on how you use any of those, you could always be successful. But um, it's going to be a whip. Um, correct. 
For 1,000 Nintendo Fun Bucks, Super Mario Advance 3 was a port of which Mario game? A. Super Mario Brothers 2. B. Super Mario World. C. Yoshi's Island. Or D. Super Mario Brothers 3. I believe this one happens to be C. Yoshi's Island. Correct. Which, by the way, just I think it's coming out for uh, the Wii U soon. Is it? It's yeah, uh, it North America? Up, yeah. Well, I don't know when the date is. Yeah, it's a Game Boy Advance version. Yeah. Okay. For 2,000 Nintendo Fun Bucks. What does Meowth evolve into at level 28? A. Delcaddy, B. Perugly, C. Leopard, or D. Persian? I don't know much about Pokemon, but I do know the evolution of Meowth is D. Persian. Correct. That's when they wrote the original 150. If you'd asked me anything else, <laughs> I would have been like, oh, I don't know. What does Deoxys evolve into? <sighs> it's a trick question. Deoxys doesn't evolve. That is. <laughs> For 4,000, what pop song might be Shantae's Smash Bros. entrance music? A. Skater Boy with a number 8. B. I Whip I mean, My the Hair the song. Back and Forth. C. Push It. And D. Hips Don't Lie. Or, uh,. That's a trick question. There's two of them that could work, but uh, one of them works the best. Yeah. <laughs> For I mean, is it Final Smash move or is it like a Smash Bros. entrance music? So as if she was like a professional wrestler. I'm gonna have to go with D. I'm like, Hips don't lie. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Hmm. <laughs> because because she she uses her hips. Yeah, but she does she does the hip dancing to transform, use magic. Yeah. What and then what are the other ones? I whip my hair back and forth because he whips her hair. So. so which one is the most prevalent in the game? I'm already helping you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. Uh, hair. Whip my hair back and forth. Fine. Okay. Correct. It was actually Skater Boy with an A. <laughs> <laughs> For 8,000 Nintendo Fun Bucks, in Animal Crossing New Leaf, mm-hmm. series regular Tom Nook has taken an interest in what bustling market? A. Grocery, B. Apparel, C. Real Estate, or D. Interior Decorating. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, if I can remind you, at any time, you can choose from a panel of experts. Probably someone over here who we know for a fact has no uh, fingers in the pot. Uh, you can also <laughs> go to someone random and ask them directly. No one has used that yet. Yeah, you could be the first, or you could take a 50-50 answer. First, I'll ask who here has Animal Crossing New Leaf? Plays two hundred hours. Is that? Uh, <laughs> I love to ask that. <laughs> I mean, we have been people. We have had people basically being like, "Yeah, I could answer that." So. <laughs> so don't take that camera. <laughs> two hundred hours into the game, I play a little. Let's, yeah, let's let's have someone go to a, a person who was previously on the game to answer the question. I'm cool with that. Okay, so. What's Tom Nook's new thing in this new game that I have to play? Read it back. A. Grocery. B. Apparel. C. Real estate. And D. Interior decorated. Either the decorator or that real estate. I think Tom Nook's house is his thing, though. Well, he always get, doesn't he always do houses? I'm one. I think it's the house, but it. But the brothers, the Tom Nook brothers, run the, the store with the, the interior decorating. 
Yeah, they're related. They're related. Yeah. Yeah. Sons, no? yeah. Tell me at all. You <laughs> 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 can use another you can one. Ask the person. Yeah, you can always, you can always yeah, ask someone yeah. random. I'm sure they've played yeah. the game. Run to the handheld lounge. Come back. <laughs> or you can, you've got five minutes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> right now. Okay. I'll take a 50-50 on this. All right, it is either... Apparel or real estate. Oh, thanks. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> hey, thank you for this moment. I, I think you should ask someone. I mean, you can ask someone over here again. He has, he has time. It's, we're only on 8,000. Go for a guess. Apparel or real estate. Okay, I'm going to go with real estate. Correct. Yeah. He always, he's always done real estate. <laughs> no, he always did. It's not a new hobby. He's been doing it forever. Who runs the shops? His other shop, it's Timmy brothers. and Tommy run, and that's his nephew. And there's two alpacas that do the. That, that's the, uh, the recycling, the flea shop that's like constant town. But okay. it is correct. Sixteen thousand. Who published Dementium the War? A. Gamecock. B. Renegade Kid. C. South Peak Interactive. Or D. Game Tech. Ouch, those, those all sound that's familiar. A, that's a well-worded question, Zach. I Because I, I, I know that it's, it, it, Renegade, cre they, they developed, they did not publish. Um, I'm getting either South Peak or Game Tab. Oh, no, Game Tab, that's something else. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I'm going to throw this and say uh, South Peak. Is that your final answer? Yes. Incorrect. Uh, the answer is, and I shouldn't have worded it this way, uh, <laughs> Gamecock is actually the answer. Uh, now, of course, it was acquired by South Peak within a matter of, like, while it was being printed, if my understanding is correct. <laughs> So it's kind of like a workshop. This one. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting <laughs> phrase that you. Like, yeah. Oh, so I was. I know, so I, know official one, I, I, know, yeah. I know that Gamecock had it initially, but I don't know when exactly South Peak. Kind yeah. Of took over officially, the box art says Gamecock, but yeah. the company may have already been acquired at that point. That and the box. I, I, be I believe. I believe. I believe. Dementium the War its first printing was, was published by Gamecock. Well, that's the wonder why I haven't heard of the Gamecock Media. They published, like, what, two games yes, before they got... Yes. Oh, three games. They did Mushroom Men, yeah. and then they did uh, Pandora the Box, yeah, but, 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 and then they did that but, game as well. Mushroom Men came out under South Peak. I thought it didn't, but... <laughs> well, okay, okay. We're trying to be very... We're trying to be professional here, okay? When you get back home, Google Gamecock Media Group... Because the history of the control. company is pretty funny. <laughs> and, and like, Make sure you put media proof. Don't go to image, sir. These basically was, it was like the they were kind of trying. It was like it was like more like it, you know. I mean, we have the indie stuff now. No, that was a that was a Japanese company. You know what? Let's let's go to their Wikipedia page. <laughs> Wikipedia well, answers everything. Meanwhile, while that is happening, um, they got the eight thousand. The draw, isn't it? Did you get eight thousand? Eight thousand was the uh, that was the, the last Superman one you got question, right. was it not? Was it one one? What was one of the Superman questions? I think you got farther. Actually. I think Tony got one question ahead. So yeah. So take your time. Tony choose hey. the obvious one he's going to choose, which is the Ducktales game. Um, is it actually a disc or is it actually a download? It's a disc. Actually, is the final surprise? You'll tell us what you pick after we get to the one million. Well, okay. How about since we do have, we do have yeah, Joe or Joseph? 
How about you take over and see if you can take us home to the million one? Okay, let's, let's see this. You want me to stay? Yeah, yeah, go okay. for it. Cool. Because we have a fourth person, and you're getting thrown into the fire because we're already halfway through a game. All right, so for an unprecedented turn of events, I have yeah. Joseph or Cure Evil. Cure Evil on Twitter, but that's like P U R E V A L. Yes. Perfect. All right, all right, before we move on, here's some stuff on Gamecock Media Group. <laughs> Excellent. It was founded in 2007 by a couple video game industry vet veterans, and they wanted to use a more hands-off approach and allow developers creative freedom with their work as well as letting them keep their own intellectual property. So it was all about us being publishers but not restricting people as much. Uh, so they were founded in 2007. By October 2008, South Peak acquired them. Uh, Dementium came out June in 2008. Or... No, oh, it came out in 2007, actually. It came out in Japan in June of 2008. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so Dementium came out, and then a year later, they were, uh, was acquired by South Peak. And it was funny to hear that, it was in a sad sort of way, because the company acquired, it was all about, we don't, you guys get to keep your IP, and then they get acquired, and all of a sudden it's like, no, we got your IP. Yeah, I mean, if you do, if you do think about what happened where uh, Renegade Kids, he, creators of Dementium, who yeah. made that with the assumption that they keep the IP, uh, they're kickstarting a new game because they couldn't keep the IP. Exactly, <laughs> so it kind of got... It, 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 it's tragic. Yeah, um, I, I haven't heard too many good things about how South Peak does stuff. Are they still alive? Because I don't think they are. Barely. They're like, barely. Like, yeah. They have Majesco. Majesco's, I think, doing better now because they're trying to diversify. Yeah. Midnight Top. City, man. Midnight City. They've got, they've got a bumping booth on the show floor. They have Majesco? That's Majesco. Yeah, wow. uh, Mid Midnight City is is Majesco. It's, it's like their indie publishing label. But let's go on. Let's go on to this game. All right. So, uh, at thirty-two thousand, we have six questions left for you to close us out. Right. This will be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is all it. Right. This, this is all we got. Which of the fall? Huh. Okay. Thanks all for right. lifelines to him. Because you got a full, full boat of lifelines. Yeah, you got uh, you got one random lifeline, and I hope you're the one to use it. <laughs> we got one where you can pick an expert out of any of these people right here, uh, and you have a fifty. Okay. So for thirty-two thousand Nintendo fun bucks, which of the following is not a monster in Castlevania: Dawn of Sorrow? A. Mothman. B. Flying humanoid. C. Goatman. And D. Yeti. I go to an expert. <laughs> I can, guess. can you say them again? Alright. Which of the following is not a monster in Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow? A. Mothman. B. Flying Humanoid. Uh, C. Goatman. And D. Yeti. Okay, I know this one. I know what that um, All three of all these guys are, are special ones. You have to do something special to unlock them, except Goatman. Goatman is not one of them. Mothman is in it. Flying Humanoid. And Yeti are all enemies you can get souls from in the game. So, what's your. Uh... What's your uh, suggestion? I'm, I'm just saying Goatman is not in the game. I'll go with him. I've never played it. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Correct. It's a good game. Anyway, it's for play, once players. Well, no, it's it's a Game Boy Advance, and Aria of Sorrow was apparently rated yeah. for Wii U yes. coming out on Game Boy Advance Virtual Console. And yeah, now that there's going to be a DS Virtual Console, I'm kind of hoping that game yeah. shows up there as well. Yeah. At 64,000, what is Magicka Dispel out to steal in DuckTales Remastered? A. The Combined Fortunes of Scrooge and Glomgold. B. The Coin of the Lost Realm. C. Scrooge's Number One. 
Dime, and D, a painting of Drake Von Gladstone. Well, I played the first one, so I'm hoping they didn't change it. You see, the number one guy. I know. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I love DuckTales. Now, he, at one point, isn't, he after, isn't she after the coin? Like, you the, the coin of eternal life or whatever is first time, and then turns out she's after the dime? No, she's just working with Glob Gold to get the dime. Ah. That's number one dime. Just the dime. At 125,000, which of these Pikachu themed systems was a Toys R Us exclusive? <laughs> a. Nintendo 64. B. Game Boy Color. C. 3DS. And D. Game Boy Advance SP. I think I remember this one. I'm going to go with N64. Final answer. Incorrect. Uh, what were the other two other than 3DS and N64? GPSP and Game Boy Color. The correct. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm, I. I think it's I SP. have a feeling that the SP. That, that would be my guess. Game Boy Advance SP is the correct answer. Well, you can still hang out. Yeah, we yeah. got a few more questions. <laughs> yeah, we've just been doing it where I mean, people have been people have been. Ending early, but we're we're rocking all the questions. Because why not? It's a pirate panel. <laughs> At two hundred fifty thousand, if Turtle in Time's first level took place in New Delhi instead of New York, how would that famous quote read? Big da boss, uh, three p.m. Big Irani, twelve thirty p.m. Big Vindaloo, two a.m. Or Big Tandoori, one thirty p.m. So in other words, in other words, at three a.m. in New York, what time is it in New Delhi? <laughs> I, uh, are we allowing all times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a time question. So I, I guess I'll read it again. If Turtle in Time's first level took place in New Delhi instead of New York, how would that famous quote read? Big Davos, 3 p.m. Big Birani, 12.30 p.m. Big Vindaloo, 2 a.m. Big Tandoori, 1.30 p.m. What's the We accept all suggestions. Uh, so, A. Only I need the original. <laughs> I don't know. Don't look at me. I'm going to guess it's probably 2 a.m. It's like 12 hours. No, it's not 12 hours. Uh, six hours ahead. I think it's Tandoori. I think it, no, it's going to be Tandoori because that's usually like even out. Actually, that's, that was it. Tandoori. That, that one's it. It doesn't matter what the day That was 1.30 p.m. It's, it's, it's the time that's more important. Oh, all right. Because right, Tandoori's the one that's 1.30 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. I think it's that one. A is 3 p.m., B is 12.30 p.m., C is 2 a.m., D is 1.30 p.m. I'll go with C. C? Yeah. Uh, 2 a.m. The correct answer is D, Big Tandoori, 1.30 p.m. <laughs> okay. At 500,000, what's the reward for beating the Super Jump Challenge in Super Mario RPG? A, Spring Shoes, B, Red Scarf, C, Super Suit, and D, Hyper Shells. It's a scarf, right? Yeah. No, Pink Star is the one that tells you the challenge. No, no, no. But it's not the scarf. I know what it is. So I guess it's open. It's open. Yeah, it's the super suit. 
It gives you a super power, uh, super defense. Like, Does anyone agree or disagree? Especially on Scarf. Oh, Wait, I've watched. Is this Scarf like an earlier? No, it's, no, it's from Monstro Town. That you get it. Uh, oh yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it, it, I only know this because speedrunners have been watching me play the game. They typically get a hundred. Let's go play that retro free play. Retro free play. So is uh all right. You know what? Yeah, it is the super suit. <laughs> Where's my super suit? You get the scarf after thirty successful jumps. And for okay, one so. million Nintendo Fun Bucks, the final question of the night. Which of these games did Shinya Arino fail to complete on Game Center CX? <laughs> A. Super Mario 64. B. Blaster Master. C. Rules and Ghosts. And D out of this world. I don't even think I don't think Super Mario 64 was played by Arena at any point in time. Um, which is a series, by the way, I've been really meaning to watch. Are you not seeing how you're getting? Uh, I'm thinking it's Blaster Master. I think it's Blaster Because if you die exactly. nine times, you're back on the title yep. screen. That's one of the worst things about that game, despite yeah. how awesome it is. I used to play that game a lot when I was a kid. It would be so frustrating. Any uh, games that are CS fans here? Who I know, I mean, I enjoy the game, it's just it's frustrating. It's hard. C was Ghouls and Ghosts. That's what I would use. Yeah, but I'm going to go with Ghouls and Ghosts. It doesn't send you back to the beginning, though. So, so it's, it's, it's yeah, either Ghouls and Ghosts or it is Blaster Master. I'm going with Blaster Master. Because Ghouls and Ghosts, I mean, see, I think that Blaster Master is a good game, and I think I might even like it more than Ghouls and Ghosts. But the thing with Ghouls and Ghosts is that it is there's a rhyme and reason. Yeah. If you know what you're doing and you know what's ahead, it's not that hard of a game. It's just that it takes a while to learn that. Whereas in Blaster Master, it's just ridiculously unfair because die, you know, X amount of times and you have to start over. I have a feeling that's the game. But it wasn't even Yeah. It would actually bring you back to the very beginning of the world if you've got a, a game over, but if you've got three, it just plays the game over music, you think you're going to win, and all of a sudden you're going to play it again, and all of a sudden it just plays the title screen again. I thought it was a glitch. Yeah, I'm going to say Blaster Master. And I will uh, go further and say it is not Super Mario 64 and it is not D out of this world. So it is either <laughs> B or C. The final answer for the final question of the first Nintendo World Report Connectivity Pirate Panel at PAX East 2014. Well, it's the only one of 2014. 2014. <laughs> yeah, we can call it whatever we want. <laughs> I hope first or otherwise. First annual 2014 panel. panel. The final answer is Blaster Master. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Anyone else who didn't beat? Mega Man 2. Why? How? I don't know how you can't beat that game. Yeah, well, it's going to happen. Well, as, a, as, a, as a note, I think you would not be able to yeah, beat the WiiWare version right. of Blaster Master either. There, there, there were quite a few that you didn't game. beat that you're like, how did he you had someone out? else spend all it's night in the middle of the night. come back. I was surprised too. My kid. <laughs> what game? Mega Man 2. Yeah. Well, are you well, playing it on uh, the Wii? Normal yes. or difficulty? Or uh, difficult? I don't know. Our, 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 our nephews can play through all, all the Mega Man games. It's one of those games it's that teaches kids how to play hand-eye coordination. It's yeah. one of the best it's ways to get a about, child. Like, if you learn the levels, like that's actually the best game to get kids into. Is that I don't necessarily like the rule set of Ghouls and Ghosts, but there's a rhyme and reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's three out of And before we close out, we did have one last uh, thing to address. Tony, you won between Tony and Alex, and we have between the Ace Attorney objection and foam finger. Um, well, he was I, actually, a you know what? I don't, I don't have really a place for this, this objection finger. We, we kind of also already have a download copy of this game already on our, on our 
the year. So maybe we'll be maybe we'll do something with that at some point. But hmm. do you, you, you guys have a Wii U with this game? I have that game. Yes. Yeah, so it's really it. you don't you don't have this, do you? No, I do not have that. Then you can have the objection figure. <laughs> <laughs> and we will find something to do with this DuckTales remastered. All right. We can thank uh, our wonderful... Actually, yeah, Capcom. <laughs> thank you, Capcom. This is, wor- this is actually well, a good Capcom presents box. Nintendo yeah. Yeah. They're not here at the show. They're here vicariously through us. Yeah, it's got a- things that they gave us last year. It's good box art. It's definitely a good idea. This game was actually announced at last tax. Yeah. Think yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. It was that awkward time where we had, everyone had to sing along, and after the people, they just stood up yeah. singing, kind of. I still think that they should have uh, allowed you to play the original... DuckTales. That would have been cool. But of course, I think they don't have to pay the people who made it the first yeah. time. They didn't yeah. want to do that. Anyway. So. Alright, well that's it for uh, Nintendo Air. Uh, mm-hmm. Our pirate panel, renegade panel, whatever you want to call it. Thank you for the people who came to uh, came to play. And uh, I hope when I hope the audio on this isn't too terrible and you all get to hear it. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Say bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. 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 Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Again, sorry about some audio issues. You can only do so much with live audio, but I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, If you've got any listener mail questions, please send them to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and we will see you again next week with a regularly scheduled episode.